1: This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
2: All right, good Friday morning. Amy Jacobson here, John Anthony. Hey. And for Dan Proft.
3: Glad to be back.
2: Yeah, I'm so, you know, it would help if I put my headphones on.
3: I think my headphone. This chair is trying to take out my headphone.
2: Um, that headphone jack, not to throw anybody under a bus, has been broken for a very long time. So, um, which one are you going to use? Are you going to use this one here, or are you going to use? I'm going to use this one, but I got to, I got <laughs> to
3: wrap it from underneath the
2: chair. Yeah, that's probably from me from yesterday. So Dan's off today, and I was thinking, oh, is he going golfing? And you know what? I really think he's at Fat Con. Uh, did you hear about FatCon? It's in Seattle. It's a two-day event, two event where people celebrate obesity and all that fun stuff. Have you heard about it? The, no. They have oh, this fashion is the first shows. They have embracing the folds where they teach people how to clean. I, I'm, I'm not making this up. It's like, you know, there was Comic-Con. There's furry conventions. Now there's Fat FatCon. Oh. And I said something to Dan yesterday that was you know, how I felt. I said I became a fattest because, and that's a horrible thing to say, but during COVID. Is that a word? 70, it's a word now. 79% of the people who were hospitalized or died were obese or morbidly obese. And Dan came back at me and was like, no, this is the way it is. It's their, our government officials that put the policies in place. That's the reason why everything happened. But I was thinking about it all day yesterday. Yeah. No. I'm not changing my mind. The, these people made life choices that are different than other people's life choices. And their life choices were not to work out, not yeah. to do something good for themselves, Ooh. not to back away from the buffet table. <laughs> um, and so, no, I still I still stand by what I said. Because of their poor choices, our children in Illinois were locked in their homes yeah. for a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, literally. Yeah. And then if you didn't have... A vaccination card. You couldn't go to even when movies, you know, when everything opened up, movie theaters, restaurants, bars, gyms, and our kids cards. were still stuck in school.
3: Yeah, I forgot about the cards.
2: Oh, the card. Oh, you forgot about those? I, about- I didn't want some snot-nosed kid at Chipotle. It's like, can I have your vaccination card? Oh, gosh. Like, pound sand, but here it is, buddy. Whatever. I used to just walked in. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. You didn't?
3: Kick me out. They didn't never did. I just oh. walked right in.
2: Well, that's. I just wanted to get that off my yeah. chest because it really- Back on. <laughs> yeah, go take a little look Because it's Southwest now. When you go online to buy your flight, yeah. you can check that you're obese. And they'll give you a seat for free next to you. What? Yeah, you didn't know about that? When did
3: this happen? I uh, thought you had to pay for it, the Justin, extra seat. Like
2: to, that's what you normally yeah. have to. But now if you're fat, we're just going to celebrate your fatness and give you a free seat.
3: Uh-oh, fat shaming.
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I'm tall. I want a free seat. Send the emails to where? What's your email tall. address? I'm tall. Well, I, you know, I, I, I got to be fair. Look at my, like, my arms are long. They are. Okay? Look at this wingspan. Dude. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I need to have a free seat, cause, or maybe I can identify as obese.
3: And walk on <laughs> the plane right there. So boom, 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 Oh, my, oh God. my
2: God.
3: Now, to be fair, I yeah. was almost 300 pounds. You know why I got there? I had surgery and the uh, the medications they had me on and yep. all that type of stuff blew me up and i stopped taking the medications and now i'm working back I, I told you i'm back working out so um to be fair sometimes it's it's at to no fault of their own a reason why a person gains a lot of weight i too. have a really and
2: dear friend who was on medication yeah. and she gained a 100, 100 plus pounds the steroids, steroids blow, blow you don't, up steroids don't work i've tried prednisone shots i've tried steroids yeah. for certain injuries over the years yeah. None of that works. Yeah.
3: No, it doesn't. It, it, it didn't work for my hip, at least.
2: Yeah. Well, I was 179 pounds. Oh, wow. Yo, That's a bum lot.
3: Bum of, wow. I was miserable. I was that in high school.
2: Well, I. <laughs> I you no, I wasn't school. even that in high school. No, I just had the second baby, and I was yeah. that much. And I, you know, I was.
3: Pregnancies do it as well. Exactly.
2: And yeah. some women, God bless them. Some women, you don't even know they're pregnant. I'm not kidding. I worked with a woman in Tucson at KOLD. She was in the sales department. And they put a thing out Congratulations to Lydia with a baby girl. I'm like, baby girl. I mean, the chick was this big. I never even knew, didn't even see a bump. But then when I got pregnant, and then after the the second baby, people would call Channel 5 or write letters about uh, advice for my third baby. And I'd be like, "Um, I'm not pregnant. What? Oh, yeah. People were rude. And they did the same thing to and Ahern, too. You remember the letters
3: fat boy he's still a DJ fat boy. he's that real he, was, he used to be like 400 or 500 do. pounds <laughs> you know he. I, I was watching him tell a story about how he was able to hide two guns under his rolls got arrested got arrested in California told his brother because initially he told because he knew he had warrants out for his rest so he told his brother listen if they come get me um, don't come bail me out I know I got these warrants until he, carried, <laughs> until he had the two guns he's in lockup. In the county, in, in the, the county lockup, I mean no, no, he was in the in the, in the city, okay. the police yeah, 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 um, yeah. lockup, and he knew that they were getting ready to transfer him to the county because you know they do strip searches in
2: there. Oh, he he so literally he had two me, guns
3: hidden under his flaps.
2: He tells that story, and then he ended up at a White Sox game. Yeah. Whatever happened in that, remember the fat? <laughs> oh the, my goodness. The yeah. gun that went off.
3: Yeah, We sell? Did, they, cell. did cell? they ever say how, <laughs> how that gun <laughs> no, got that's... in? Because it came from the outside of the park. Oh, right? this is like,
2: you know. Shot fired from the grassy knoll in Dallas. I mean, we're never, ever gonna know yeah. what happened. But yeah, they did allege that a woman was so big that she hid the gun in a fat fold. That was a possibility. Wow. It was all crazy. But anyway, okay, okay I got that off my
3: chest. That's Jamie. All
2: right. Have you seen the Jeffrey Epstein list? I have. And any names that like you know? I mean, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Oh Hello, where did that come? Yeah. My kids are the one who told me about that. Yeah. They said, "Well, mom, how
3: know,
2: Stephen Hawking."
3: I'm still figuring out how was he able. I, I, what do you mean?
2: He I, took up He was on the island. So was David I know, Copperfield. But, so was Michael Jackson. Yeah. Bill Richardson.
3: Yeah. See the list. I I don't think the list is of importance. I think that black book is more important than the list because just having just being there with him, you know. But you show who that black. You show the black book that they've buried. Uh-huh. Who's in that black book? That's mm, that's, yeah. where the, that's where that's where. That's where the real story
2: is. Well, these depositions have been sealed from since twenty sixteen, yeah. and it's yeah. going to be a slow roll of information. But of course, the mainstream media was so excited yeah. to jump on Trump because the list. But guess what? Have you ever been to West Palm? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a tiny town. Yeah. <clears throat> and everybody I'll knows. I'll tell you, it. if you live there for a month, you're going to know mm-hmm. everybody and anybody. That's it's true. that small of a town. So um, this is Trump. They yes, they used to be friends, but. He learned of his alleged Mm -hmm. friendship and then ended it. This is Trump in 2019.
4: I knew him like everybody in Palm Beach knew him. I mean, people in Palm Beach knew him. He was a fixture in Palm Beach. Uh, I had a falling out with him a long time ago. I was not a fan of his, that I can tell you. I was not a fan of his. But Bill
2: Clinton, who has uh, maintained all along that he was never on the island. Yeah. Turns out he was on the island. Ooh. I mean, that's about as shocking as finding Mike Pence at church. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That came from Greg Godfeld. But that, um, the, the whole thing about this story, too, that bothers me is that they knew, reporters knew years ago. Remember Amy Robach? She I did. At, yeah. yeah. And she was on Nightline, and she had been working on this story for three years because this has been going on. He's had a sex slaves at various places. New York, his apartment in New York. He had sex slaves Ooh. in West Palm. He had them on that island, and he had them at a place in France. Wow. Because he was a sex He's a addict. trafficker. Well, he's right? a trafficker, but yeah. he had to have I – mean, one of the victims was interviewed on ABC News um, You know, after they let Amy finally tell her story. Uh, she said he, he was a sex addict. He had to have a certain amount of massages every day, wow. and he used those older girls to recruit younger girls yeah. in yeah. West Palm. Yeah. And people knew about it, yeah. and they did nothing because he had money, and he had influence, and he had power. Right. So here's Amy Robach, and just listen to what she says. She's sitting on the set of Dateline, and she's kind of complaining to a coworker. Her microphone is still on. And uh, just just listen up.
5: I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. So she told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. Mm-hmm. I, I tried for three years to get it on I had it all
2: three years ago. Shame wow. on the mainstream media. You but that's to- another graphic example of why you can't trust them. Yeah, And that attorney that she was talking about, uh, Bradley Edwards, he's been representing 70 Sheesh. trafficking victims to Jeffrey Epstein. And this is what he had to say about President Trump's involvement, which there was no involvement. Nothing
6: at all. I, the only thing that I can say about President Trump is that he is the only person who in 2009 when I served a lot of subpoenas on a lot of people or at least gave notice to some pretty uh, connected people that I was going that I wanted to talk to them he is the only person who picked up the phone and said let's just talk I'll give you as much time as you want I'll tell you what you need to know and was very helpful in the information that he gave and gave no indication whatsoever that he was involved in anything untoward whatsoever but had good information that checked out and that helped us and that we didn't have to take a a, a deposition of him that was in 2009 that was in 2009 so do you know if there's any truth to James Patterson's claims that Trump kicked Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago I've definitely heard
2: that yeah They, they, they got into it so badly and you know years ago Trump gave Vanity Fair an interview said you know Epstein's a nice guy or he's a great guy and he hangs out with a lot of beautiful women so the mainstream media is trying to attach that to yeah, yeah. who's not on the island. Right. Bill Clinton on the island. This is Jennifer Freeman real quick. I want to get this in here, who represents the victim who allegedly was with Bill Clinton. A
7: victim reported being on a helicopter with him and with uh, Maxwell. Um, and um, there's another statement that she made that uh F's- Uh, Clinton was on the island, which is very different than what we'd heard previously. We were heard that he wasn't on the island. Again, hard to say who to believe, of course. But um, he was on the line, on the island, but didn't take the bait. In other words, didn't have sexual relationships with any of of the girls.
2: To be continued. But lost in all of this, anybody seemed to care about the girls who were roped into being sex slaves? Exactly. Epstein who didn't who kill were himself. then pressured, and they tried to leave. They couldn't leave. Yeah. And then
3: Epstein ends up dead. Can you imagine why? I mean, can you imagine him on the stand? Oh, he couldn't. I mean, Epstein didn't kill himself. I.
2: You know, that's the moniker that. that completely that's been agree. Going on.
3: I I can't see it because he he has too much dirt on too many people, and there's more to come. It's what Chicago is
1: talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. Looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion. There's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, the answer.
2: All right, phone lines are open. 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line. You can also reach us on our text line, 64636, typing DA, then a quick comment. You know, I, I made a tease before this segment saying, you'll never believe who's out on bond. Yeah. But I was wrong. Yeah. He's well, not out, out on bond, but he still has bond. He can yeah. still be out on yeah. bond, and of course, we're talking about Diobra. Is it? Diobra. Oh, gee, here we go. <laughs> Diobra Redden. We'll just call him Redden by his last name. He's that thug who launched himself Superman style over. Yeah. The judge's desk and uh, tackled her yeah. and three other people. Yeah, you might remember, but you have to see it. But this is what it was. I appreciate that, but I think it's time that he gets a taste of something else because I just can't with that history. In accordance with the laws of state of Nevada, this court. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> He
9: wasn't
3: going down easy. No. He was throwing haymakers too. And that's
2: his family
4: yelling at him to stop. Hey, get off her. Get off her. Oh, You're good.
3: You're good. Stop. See the guy in the suit? Like, if, you, if, you, if you watch the video, there's this guy in the suit is wailing on him.
2: That athletic ability, I mean, it, it looked as if it was a Saturday Night Live yeah, skit, as if yeah. there was a trampoline there in Mitty, yeah. like a bouncy house where he just and launched himself over. But this guy is a bad dude. But before this, there's a lot of things people have not heard, is um, him begging for forgiveness, <laughs> saying that he has reformed his life. Yeah. Jonathan, he's not angry anymore, okay? He's hes a new man.
10: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to tell the courts, everyone here, like – Based on my criminal
11: history, like, I feel, I feel that, like, I shouldn't be, like, sent to prison for a second time. Um,
10: have you looked at your criminal history? Huh? Have you looked at
11: your criminal history? Uh, I actually just, um, um, I looked at it. When yeah. I
10: mean, you lived it, I
2: suppose. But I don't feel like I shouldn't be sent to prison, but if it's appropriate for you, then you have to do what you have to do. Oh, so ni- I mean, wasn't it nice yeah. and calm? And he said, if you have to do what you have to do, well, then she did what she had to do. But he shouldn't even have been there in the first place. First of all, Bond should be denied.
3: Should be no Bond.
2: And yesterday he had a court appearance, um, but he didn't show up. Yeah. Because now he's been charged with seven new charges. Yeah. He probably dislocated. uh, I'm sorry. He dislocated a Marshall's shoulder, uh, has four stitches on the forehead. Her law clerk, did you see him? kind of punching like a girl.
3: Yeah, that's the dude in I the suit, right? Him. Yeah, dude yeah. in the suit, yeah. we need to
2: teach him. It, you you do this. Yeah. He's hitting it like a girl, yeah. like, eh, stop it. But yeah. at least he tried, and he look, genuinely cares about <laughs> his boss.
3: A little beta, but okay. <laughs> he picked up with a baby. Um, uh, but
2: tell us about his arrest record. So, this, he's, this judge has seen this defendant before. Yeah, she
3: actually gave him probation at, at one point. So I, I guess it started in 2012. He was convicted of assault, causing bodily injury to a family member. A judge just sentenced him to 45 days. That was 2012, 2013. He was convicted three times for domestic battery. Oh, jeez. Uh, he was ordered to attend anger management classes, spend two months in jail, and pay a fine in the, in three cases. 2014, he was convicted for attempted theft. Um, a judge sentenced him, sentenced him to probation, which he violated several several times. And then they were he was ordered to enter a mental health court program. So he said while he was on probation in 2014, Redden was twice convicted of domestic battery, tampered with his alcohol monitoring bracelet and violated other terms. Oh, he was God. also charged with kicking a police officer in the knee. Uh, so also during his probation in 2018, yes. he was convicted of battery with substantial bodily harm. In that case, he bit a woman and broke the windows of a man's car with a rock. Again, hey. a judge sent his rent to probation. Then, in 2020 and 21, a judge honorably, honorably discharged him from probation. And then in 2021... He was a kid, uh, convicted again for domestic battery. A different judge sentenced Redden in, in prison, to prison for a term of twelve to thirty months. A board granted him parole in twenty twenty two. Also in twenty twenty one, she's I right. Mean, this
2: guy is busy.
3: Police charged Redden with attempted home invasion and destroying the property of another person.
2: Yeah, he. I know he used a baseball bat in that case. Yeah, and then January so deal. Yeah,
3: yeah, then the, the charges that's. Um, why he was before her.
2: But this is the lawlessness that we have in Democratic counties. Yeah. I mean, you don't think that that could happen here?
3: Of course. I'm sure it's happened here. These
2: thugs feel so emboldened that they, I mean, attack a judge and three other people?
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, listen, I'm you know, I'm one of the biggest mental health advocates. Sometimes it's not mental health. It's just evil. Some people are just pure evil and you have to call it for what it is. Evil. Not mental health. This is, I don't. This is a guy who's just just dealt with some stuff in his life, and 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 is now just evil. I mean, he. Did you see how he cleared that bench? Uh-huh.
11: He the literally bench. cleared the bench
3: and just <laughs> okay, took her okay. out. Okay. Oh no! No, I. I know. Oh, I didn't say that. But I mean, the this, Bears this, might need him. This is coming to Illinois and other states that have adopted these policies.
2: Well, luckily the judge did not get injured, but the judge brought this upon herself too. But she's seen him before. Yes. She knows his song yes. and dance routine. Yes. Shame on her.
3: Yes. She put him on probation. And
2: have him deny him bail right now. Correct. Correct. And he, do you think he was in his cell yesterday? I think he he didn't he show up just for didn't his come court out. appearance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Let's go to Willie on the south side. Hold on one second. Willie. There you go. Hi. You're on Chicago's morning answer. Good morning.
12: Hi, Amy. Previously, when you said get out on bond, I thought it was going to be. I was guessing it was going to be the fireman that chased the kid down and shot him and tried to mur- and murder him. The judge just, just to let him out he, no money. That's what I oh, thought you were calling
2: name. The road rage incident on Foster and Ashland.
12: Yeah, chased him down and shot the kid in the mouth.
2: I know. That's I th- who I thought
12: you were talking about.
2: I, I'm not sure if that gentleman's wow. out on bond, but yeah, I know. And his attorney, the firefighter's attorney, says there's a different side to that story that we don't know. So, oh,
12: of course, of course.
2: Well, he has no prior. Well, wait, hey, hold on a second. Yes, he does no, have no, no. priors. Yes, he. Oh, priors? Priors the
12: Colorado. firefighter has priors. The
2: firefighter has priors. You can't be a firefighter yeah, and have in priors. In Colorado. Priors. Oh, in Colorado. Do you know what those charges are?
12: Domestic violence.
2: Okay. And was he? Did he spend any time in jail, or what do you know?
12: Regardless, he's out on bond for murder. He shot a kid in the mouth.
2: Okay, thank you. With no
12: bond. All
2: right, thank you. I'm going to look this story up. Well, it was. um, Look it up. He's still he's and what I found out too. It's
12: a double standard.
2: But Willie, do you really do you know how many people are have been charged with uh, excuse me rape or sexual assault? They call it. Uh, armed robbery carjackings second degree murder and are out on bond on electronic monitoring the we have about 95 is, like
12: the county jail are full of people like that
2: no no not the, they're no out bond. on electronic monitoring there is no bond yeah. in the whole state of illinois willie
12: we don't have bond well, that's what i thought you were talking about that creep that shot that kid in okay. the mouth all
2: right thanks willie i mean i don't i don't feel unsafe having that Chicago firefighter yeah, out on bond. On, no. Well not on we don't have Bond. I mean on electronic monitoring.
3: So so this happened here in Chicago? Yeah it
2: happened on New Year's Day and during the day. It was right by So R- road rage case. It was a right, yes. It was yeah. at a Foster in Ashland and um his uh, he's still with the fire department. He's on leave with so, pay. He's on right electronic
3: now. monitoring. He's just not out. He's on he's, yeah, on he's the not. The, he monitoring.
2: hasn't been cleared of any charges. Right. He has been charged, and he will have his day in court. Wow.
1: It's news, opinion, insight. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.
8: Business owners, now's the time for your business to make the move to a locally-owned business bank. Hi, Mike Gallagher here to let you know that you don't have to look far. Signature Bank was founded in Chicago with a simple mission, to help companies like yours grow, succeed, and thrive. Their decisions are made locally by a terrific team that knows your name, cares about your business, and invests in your success. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. I'm a customer. As business owners, they knew that local, family-owned businesses were not getting
2: of course, there's more to the story about the Chicago firefighter who yeah, allegedly all the- got into a road rage incident. Yeah.
3: So they, it, 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 it said that they both ran a stop sign. Mm-hmm. The other guy that's not the firefighter was allegedly drunk. Yes. So right. they chased him. He hit other cars. So
2: the firefighter was trying to be a vigilante. Correct. TV? Yeah,
3: I, I think so. But it said that he um, it's allegedly that this is why I always say wait until the investigation is over. But we're in so much of a rush today because we're going ah, gotcha. Ah, uh, look, see, we told you these bad people are, cop, bad, bad fire cop, firefighter, bad firefighter, bad city fire. worker. Just wait until it's all done because it says in this report from uh, CBS News that he got out with his gun. He never told him he'd shoot him. The guy tried to wrestle his gun away from him. That's when he shot him. And the way the caller Willie made it sound is if he got out of his car, ran after the guy, yeah. caught up with him, and then shot him. That's that's not what's what's what's, be, what's being reported. Okay. This is why I say just wait. Stop for the rush to judgment and just allow the investigations to play out. Cool your heels yeah. everybody.
2: All right, um the first permits
3: <laughs> sorry.
2: The DNC's coming oh. to Chicago in August.
3: Uh-oh. Excited? No.
2: Well, the first permits for rallies uh during the DNC have been filed in Chicago. I want you to meet two people, oh. Andy Thayer He's with—he's a Chicago gay activist, and uh, this is why he's filing for a permit.
13: The fact of the matter is the Democrats have used our issues to gain electoral advantage and then given us the bare
8: minimum. Ooh. Ooh.
2: Gay communities fighting back against the Democratic Party. They want to march on Michigan Avenue the day before. Wow. And joining the gay community is the Chicago for Abortion Rights Committee. Oh. Meet Linda Lou.
9: The pressure that a huge, massive number of people, which we have not yet seen be brought to bear, is what we are bringing to the streets so that everybody in attendance at the Democratic National Convention
14: will hear us.
2: I I think uh, your your abortion rights are safe here in Illinois. Uh, Yeah. Uh, We're... Mecca were an abortion haven. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Well, we'll you know, not only that, but our tax dollars yeah. are paying for people's mm. abortions. Mm. I wonder who's funding too, and out of the state people is from. Well, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm of just course. Being facetious, you know, and yeah. then they want to put like, uh, license plate blockers on the yeah. border because they think Republicans are actually going to chase people from out of state uh. who come and get abortions. No, oh. that's not happening. Okay, Lexi Janulis, <laughs> Governor Pritzker. Did they? He really? Said oh that? yeah! I was at that press conference. I went. You you really think we're gonna put up a border wall or a security? Oh, camera? they believe in walls now. No, well, no. no. no I just kidding. I think, <laughs> to stop people and women from coming in or leaving. Yeah. Okay, Amy. They've lost their mind. The DNC. Yes.
3: I am staying far away from Chicago. All I right. will not come. Are you, uh, Amy? I I'm can't. gonna be there at the United oh, Center. My God. You better carry with
2: you. Well, I won't <laughs> carry. You know who wants the DNC kicked out? Uh Uh-oh. Father Flager, Uh uh-uh.
15: You know, the crisis of homelessness um, has spiked to a new level in Chicago with the influx of uh, asylum seekers and the migrants. Our shelters are filled. We have people living in our streets. We have people living on the bridges. We get 80 to 100 people come to our doors here every single day looking for food cards, looking for coats, looking for clothes. Um, And I think we as a country have continued to ignore the homeless issue But the migrant issue now has taken it to a whole new level. Um, So I I just think it's time to address it. And with the Democratic Convention coming, we must force them to say, is this going to be a policy to eradicate homelessness in Chicago and in this country? We've sent billions of dollars to Ukraine, billions of dollars to Israel, but we don't have billions of dollars. We say it's important to house Americans who are are here.
3: Can't, can't really not anything he's really saying. Sounds like a Republican right there.
1: It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's morning answer with Dan and Amy on AM560 the answer. This is Chicago's morning answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560 the answer.
2: Busy Friday morning here on AM five sixty. The answer, Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony, hey, 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 in for Dan Probst, yes. who we believe is at Fat Con in Seattle. No. I bet he's golfing somewhere, uh, having fun. Good for him. We love it when you're in.
3: We don't have a live correspondent there.
2: No. Well, Dan would suggested that I go. I should. <laughs> oh, they, I mean, they
3: shame you though. Oh no. Who's the skinny girl? What
2: you're talking about? All right. Well, game on. New York's mayor, Eric Adams. He has a new way to fight the buses that are coming into New York. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. He's suing the bus companies. Oh, oh, he made this big declarative statement yesterday.
11: New York city has, and will continue to do our part to manage this humanitarian crisis, but we cannot bear the course of reckless political ploys from the state of Texas alone today. Our administration filed a lawsuit against 17 companies that have taken part in Texas Governor Greg Abbott's scheme to transport tens of thousands of migrants to New York City in an attempt to overwhelm our social services system. These companies have violated state law by not paying the cost of caring for these migrants. And that's why We are suing to recoup approximately $700 million already spent to care for migrants bust here in the last two years by the state of Texas. Governor Abbott's continuing use of migrants as political pawns is not only chaotic and inhumane, but makes clear he puts politics over people. Today's lawsuit should serve as a warning to all those who break the law in this way.
2: Three one two six four two five six zero zero. Is that going to do it? Is that going to be effective? No, he
11: got his And how soon orders.
2: till it happens here in Chicago? Because whatever Mayor Adams does and Brandon Johnson does, and the you know mayor of Colorado, Los Angeles, going after the bus companies. Because guess what they're going to do? Yeah. Then they're going to fly them in. Huh. Just like they did on Christmas or New Year's Eve, they had a seven seven seven. That's a big. That's a big bird. Look you know what I mean? Big bird. bird. I know, i got to watch my mouth. Um, From San Antonio to Rockford, Chicago Airport, with 340 passengers on it. Yeah,
3: John Cabello came out against that state rep. Oh, Oh, he slammed it.
2: Well, a lot of municipalities are getting a little squirmy, getting a little squishy, getting a little, no, 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 not in my backyard. In Hinsdale, they've had 17 buses since I've seen you last. Yeah, Dropping people off at the metro station, they're wearing blankets and... Yeah.
3: I actually broke that on Sean Thompson's show. Oh, you did? I had Dennis Rebelletti, former state rep, uh-huh. running for state rep and uh, Addison Township supervisor on. And he was getting the information sent to him while we were on air. And I broke that with Elmhurst, Hinsdale. Yeah. buses were just rolling.
2: 3,000 plus Whew. in DuPage <laughs> County alone. Yeah. Yesterday, I was telling Dan this, too. In Palatine, or two days ago now, uh-huh. they had a bus, uh, you know, the migrant bus come in. 40 people got off. They wouldn't let them off. Really? The one person got on. They're like, no, 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 back. Pal-time police, are like, get on, get back on. And then, and then they gave the bus driver. This is a drop-off location. It's at Polk and Desplaines, which, oh, by Chicago. the way, they're going to erect four warming tents there. Uh oh. Yeah. We're back to talking tents, but we'll get into that with Alderman Brian Hopkins at the seven o'clock. So then they pushed them back on the bus, and then they police escorted them. Oh. One in front, one in back. We like, got
14: a convoy here. I they
2: don't got blame them him. to 53, followed them to 90 and then peeled off. Yeah,
3: I don't blame them. You know, you you, you want to pass these ordinances to make yourself a sanctuary city. Guess what? Take the brunt of it. I'm I I, I, I I'm sorry. What what Greg Abbott is doing is masterful with my opinion.
2: Well, what, what is Texas going to do? Yeah. House nine Correct. million more people?
3: Correct. How many has Biden, the Biden administration sent to New York? How many has the Biden administration sent to, to Illinois, Chicago, you know, by way of a flight, whatever they, they're they doing it. You know, the people that waiting. you know. Well,
2: different government agencies are doing different that's things. That's my point. And here's a uh, Well, we'll quickly, before we get to Mayorkas, who's just an absolute buffoon well, and I'm so glad he's going to be impeached. Be impeached. Um, Hinsdale residents celebrated because now the bus company will be fined $750 per person that gets off. Yeah. And they'd impound the bus. So why go after the bus company? They're doing the, the same company? thing in Woodstock. They're doing the same thing. Why go after the bus company? It's, it's, but, but the people are celebrating. These liberals who are so warming that I have the hate hey, has no home signs yeah. in their front yard. They're happy that this ordinance was passed. Yeah. I'm, I'm delighted. It was the
16: right decision. Yeah. Unfortunately, 10 days too late.
2: Oh.
6: Having this open door policy has become chaos. I think the ordinance is a good thing. I think the key word is unscheduled.
2: And in Joliet, oh, they took that's it my hometown. That's where I'm living. Well, these are your, your peeps, okay? No, they're really I know. upset, as they should be, but this is their reasoning for not wanting to be a welcoming city because, just face it, you're not.
14: We don't know their criminal backgrounds. Oh. We want to
7: guard our city. We are seeing what's happening in other cities around us. We're seeing what's happening in Chicago and uh, this border uh, crisis is much more than a crisis; it's an epidemic.
3: Whoa.
2: Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. That voice sounds. She's familiar. um a black woman. Yeah, that voice sounds she's really b- beautiful. And
3: I wonder if she's the on, on the city council.
2: No, she was speaking at the lecture and okay. public comment section. Send me that video. Okay. I think I know
3: that. I know that voice. That's why.
2: Oh. Yeah. So, do you support your fellow Jolietans? I, I don't want to. I
3: don't don't bring him to Joliet. No. We already got our own issues and problems. We don't we don't need more. I mean, you know, sounds like I, I remember a person coming down an escalator saying these exact same things back in twenty fifteen. I know. These same and he said he said what would happen if we allowed what was what's happening to happen. But nobody listened. He cleaned it up. But then Joe Biden, who's who's in my opinion, he and his administration, they are at fault here. Don't blame oh, yeah. Abbott. Joe Biden, his administration, my is the Department of Justice, go all of them are at fault. Not Abbott; he's doing what he should be doing. He's being a leader. I'm, si- I'm, so, I'm, I'm so I'm fit to be tied with this. Oakland, Schaumburg, Elk Grove Village—they
2: yeah. all passed similar measures taxing extended hotel and motel stays. So if st- somebody stays beyond 30 days, yeah. then there's going to be a thousand dollar per person tax. So that's why they're not being dropped off at hotels. Elk Grove Village um they're 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 they want to take it a little step further and they want to check people's documentations or diagnosis for contracting contagious diseases possibly in the past 60 days so it's just wow. but guess what you ready for this yeah Grundy County Uh-oh. Oh, oh oh Grundy County oh no you didn't yes they did they have declared themselves a non-sanctuary County Chris Balkama. Oh. LaSalle County, west of Grundy, is likely to consider the same resolution on January 11th. Yeah,
3: that's Don Jensen. Non-sanctuary
2: sanctuary county. Yeah. How can we have this here? Yeah.
3: Well, that's, you got some leaders there. Chris Balkman running Grundy County and Don Jensen in LaSalle County. You know, that's what, I represented those counties when uh-huh. I was state rep. And so I know these, these guys, they, they also have um, a two-way sanctuary, too, basically. Yeah. yeah. Really? Come on.
2: Well, Brandon Johnson's having none of it. He was on CNN. Where is that? Well, he says our, our city's under attack from Texas.
10: The issue is not just how we respond in the city of Chicago. It's the fact that we have a governor, a governor, an elected official in the state of Texas that is placing families on buses without shoes, cold, wet tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized, and then they come to the city of Chicago where we have homelessness, we have mental health clinics that have been shut down and closed, you have people who are seeking employment. The, the governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror oh God. of the chaos that he is causing for this country. No, this is you not know, just Biden a Chicago looks
2: to look at himself in the mirror. And they're having this emergency meeting, Mayor Johnson is, yeah. with uh, congressional members today mm-hmm. behind closed doors. Not, not about stopping the hemorrhaging of people coming right. in, but about getting more federal funding.
3: Right. But, but, Amy, you can make that exact same speech about the people of Illinois. You can, you can make the exact same speech about people who are hurt, here hurting, the veterans. Are, I mean, make yep. that speech. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not sorry. What's happening this invasion that's happening to our country is going to cripple us if we don't get a leader in here, a strong man in here, who will say, "I'm not having this. Remain in Mexico. You're not coming in here. You're not. You're not feeding off." And then Gavin Newsom wants to give him health insurance. Are we kidding?
2: Next thing you know, they'll be signing them up to vote. Uh, Mayorkas, this—he's he, just. He lies so well that I don't even think he knows he's lying anymore. Yeah, he was on with Brett Bear. Would it be Climate surprise change. you
1: to hear that CBP sources say that currently they are releasing more than seventy percent of the migrants crossing every day, and sometimes more than that number, higher than seventy percent? Would that surprise you?
17: It would not. Uh, it would not surprise me at all. I know the data, and I will tell you that when individuals. Are released. They are released into immigration enforcement proceedings. They are on alternatives to detention. And we have returned or removed a record number of individuals. We are enforcing the laws that Congress has well, passed.
3: You say-
2: I mean, I, I don't even want to hear. From, I'm not
3: even going to play the second bite because I can't stand I it. I just can't wait to see. He should have been impeached.
2: Well, they're starting an impeachment process. Yeah, but Kevin, Kevin
3: this is one of the things Kevin McCarthy should have did right away right away when you saw that invasion happening in our country because this is this is we'll be this is a national security issue
2: they had more people come into this country in the month of december yeah than any record they've ever kept 300,000 plus that's a rose bowls eight rose bowls wow. stadiums full of people um here's a, a black chicago resident female cps teacher uh-oh. Who's had enough?
0: The purpose of this ordinance oh, a, is no, a, a
3: communication. Here.
2: The elected officials in Illinois have an obligation to their
7: constituents, to the people that they claim to work for, to the people that have elected them, and we're being ignored, and it has to stop.
3: So, John Anthony, did, wait, did she get that passed through the CTU to,
2: to say <laughs> that though? Well, the crisis at the border convinced the black community to vote for Trump. Three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey dot com. You stop. heard what Mark
3: Carter said. Mark Carter, he said, Trump, come to come to Illinois. Mm-hmm. We, you know, Come come to Illinois. Let's have this conversation. And that's happening across the country, Amy.
2: 312-642-5600. I'm never on this side, so I'm going to stretch. Uh, Tracy and Mantino, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning.
16: Good morning. I love you. I listen to you every morning, Dan and Amy. And, John, I try to catch you every weekend on Saturday. Oh, thank you. I'm calling um, a week ago. I mean, before all this, and now I saw it even in the newspaper, and I read, and I'm a stay at home mom, so I get to write it all. I'm up to date. So we had a busload of, in Kankakee County. Yep. And they got dropped off on 67, and they dropped them off at University Park at the at the Metro, drop them off, and nobody talked about it. Very few did. But then again, when it comes up to Hinsdale, Winnetka, all the northern side, oh, my God, it's a controversy. It's like, it's been here all over again. It's like, it's pathetic. I, I just, we don't have the resources. I'm KK County. Oh, it's a big county. But we only have 100,000 residents. That's yeah. it.
3: Wait, didn't you guys just KK. have to lay off some, some sheriff's deputies? And, Thanks, um, Tracy. Yeah, because KK County, I mean, Tax base isn't there. Your know, Hinsdale right. and all that, Elmhurst. Oh yeah, they They're, matter more. Oh, yeah. You know, come on. The f- fluffy mansions.
2: <laughs> uh, Joey T in Palatine. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. uh
3: Oh, trouble. Hi. No, no. Good morning,
18: you guys.
10: John, <laughs> stop it. Um,
18: listen. Um, I want to just thank all of you, John, Amy. You are the balance to Dan. Dan's like three levels above my brain cells, but he makes some wonderful points all the time. I relate to you more. You're more on my level, so I love you for that. Thank you for everything that you guys do on this uh, radio station. But I just want to mention one thing on the conversation you guys were just talking about. Go to a DMV. They're all trying to get IDs. They're all trying to get driver's licenses. The people people in the state of Illinois can't get driving tests. Um, Nobody speaks English anymore. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Mm -hmm. Nobody. And I asked my in-laws who, when they were alive, came here from another country. How did you learn how to speak English? You know, my father-in-law told me I went to the Parker District every week to learn how to speak. You can't even go to the Park District because, as you mentioned in the past, Amy, these facilities are filled and they don't have the programs for the residents and what they need to help them with. We're
2: paying taxes for, for facilities that I can't even get into to even see what they're doing with our tax dollars.
18: Right. I know, but thank you guys so thank much. You. I love you, and John, that interview with Miss Lynn Patton was
2: phenomenal. Oh, oh well, she's coming on today. She's so, coming. No. She's coming back on today at eight o'clock for those of you who missed oh, it. Oh my God! Ask her a fresh fantastic. round of questions. Yes. So, all
19: right.
18: Well, thank you all, and I love you, and I listen to you guys as often as I can. Thank,
2: thank you, you. Joey nice. T from Palatine. So Amy, sweet. Amy, listen.
3: I don't like this whole having to have a, a appointment to go to DMV. No, Why? stop. You got to have an appointment to go in. I, I'm I'm not a fan of that. I'm just not a fan of that. You know because, you know we don't have a lot of people Maybe out there. Maybe we can save yet.
2: this for Open Mic Friday. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. About your vent yes, team I'm
3: the I'm DMV. I'm upset with it.
2: Oh, I love having an appointment. No. Uh Larry in Elmhurst. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
4: Hey, good morning. Hey, I think that appointment though
15: was for seniors. If I'm not mistaken. No, my
3: daughter had to make one. It took her right. three, to, oh.
4: four
15: a month to.
3: to
2: think changed with COVID, John. I yeah. used get um, with the
15: times. But so... yes, anyway, uh, woosha, woosha. Uh, I'm on, uh, on Facebook with uh, Governor Ambik, and I keep telling him to send him to Downers Grove, Western Springs, oh. uh,
20: Tinley Park, uh, Hinsdale. He must be listening, but I tell him not to send him to Orland Park. It's <laughs> <as> a Republican <laughs> city there.
2: Well, they did send. A, no, I do believe you got a few buses. Oh, send them up the, coast. The list. The send list them up the coast.
3: Of... I saw the list. Send them up the coast. Bannockburn, Glencoe. Oh, no, G-
2: they G- need, G- I want G- some G- Kenilworth, Kenilworth right now. Kenilworth. Let's oh, send them yeah. up there. Let's see what <laughs> the, 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 yeah,
4: I'll uh, do that today.
2: Lake, For- no, put Kenilworth. Glencoe. Lake Forest, Glencoe. Bannockburn. Goes, Is it Bannock- Bannockburn? It's called Bannockburn. Bannockburn. That's the one city I never did a live shot in. Really? Never. Right, I don't I'll know why I said that because I speak in non sequiturs. Off. All right, thank you, Larry. Let's go to Tom in Blue Island. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
21: Good morning, Amy. Good morning, brother. Good morning, bro. Uh, the gentleman that called from Palatine. I'm not sure if that was a compliment that he said that he prefer he that he prefers listening to this kind of conversation as opposed to a dance. Uh, That's not what he said. Amy, uh. I know he's just kidding. Amy, I wanted not to take a run at you, but your trade a little bit. It seems to me, I don't know if we could start a fund or something for someone with a microphone in front of this, Eric Adams or Brandon Johnson, when they're complaining about a few thousand quote unquote migrants, a euphemism for illegal alien, and ask them, how do you think the governor of Texas feels? He's been overrun by millions of them. Yeah, eight million. If one person in the media just would ask that simple question, I, I would just love to see the look on their face. And, That's John, if point. you remember, it, Johnny, if you remember uh, Rocky III, uh it was the Rocky in which Carl uh, Weathers' Apollo mm-hmm. Creed uh, became uh, Rocky's trainer after Mickey had died and um, Rocky and Apollo Creed are sitting watching a press conference, and Mr. T, Clubber Lane, is yapping and yapping and yapping, and then they phase back over to Kyle Weathers, and he's just got this little look on yeah. his face, and he says, you just keep talking. Yeah. Yep. And right. President Trump is Kyle Weathers.
2: Yeah. All right. Thanks, Tom. Uh, appreciate it. Yes, and uh, I would ask more questions at press conference. Johnson is not like Mayor Lightfoot. Does not make himself uh, available to reporters. Nope. No, 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 no. And remember, he had a chance to visit the border, but Uh-oh. he couldn't. Mm-mm.
10: You know why? Because he's black. What? <laughs> What'd you say, John? Because he's black.
2: Just
22: to clarify, when when is it soon as
10: possible? Happen? Look, I'm still running a major city. I have children who attend schools who have soccer games, y'all. You know, you all are asking me as if I'm not a parent in this city. I get it. I'm mayor. I get it, but you're asking me to give you a date, and I have to court. Do you understand that you have not had a mayor like me? I get that. I have a wife. I have children. They have schedules. And plus... We still have public safety that we have to address. We still have the unhoused that we have to address. I still have a budget that I have to address, and I'm doing all of that with a black wife raising three black children on the west side of the city of Chicago. I am going to the border as soon as possible, but i got to coordinate that with running the government and making sure that my wife and children are secure as well. Thank you, Lawrence.
22: Can you Uh
1: the stories you need to know to start your day? This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 on AM 560. The answer.
2: I'm not ready, are you, for this to start all over again? Got an email from the Chicago Department of Public Health. The media blast. Hospitalizations related to COVID-19 are on the rise, moving Chicago and Cook County from low to medium. Based on metrics from the CDC, as of just before Christmas, 30 people on average are being admitted daily to hospitals in Cook County, an increase of 14% from the previous week. That is, we've learned that states are reviving the mandatory mask mandates in hospitals. Ready for this? Mm. We've mentioned it, but let's bring it up again. California, Massachusetts, New York, and Illinois, and Washington, D.C., have mask mandates in hospitals. A move that comes as COVID-19 cases continue to surge in the Northeast and the Southeast. Anybody ready for this? Uh, Let's get more on this and see what's really happening with our good friend, a returning guest, Dr. Richard Bartlett. Mr. Bartlett, how are you doing today, doctor?
22: Doing well, Amy. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, John. Good morning, morning, Chicago.
2: And I know I should mention, too, that you practice medicine in Texas for 28 years, probably 29 years now, and you serve for former Governor Perry's health care task force. So should we be concerned about this latest strain of COVID?
22: You know, everything needs to be uh, looked at through realistic lenses. And uh, we've seen uh, overblown uh, statements for fear mongering uh, for the last four years. That's been a strategy and uh, hospitals in five states that you mentioned are starting to push masking uh, despite the fact that several weeks ago in the British Medical Journal uh, a study just uh, a report uh, out of the British Medical Journal says quote current body of scientific data does not support masking for COVID-19 and so uh, we have seen this for 40 years now studies about masking for uh, highly contagious respiratory viruses, whether it's the flu or COVID and no evidence that it's effective. But don't confuse people with the science. Um, it, there's a, there is a, a real issue of medical tyranny where um, things are forced against the science. And we've seen it with uh, the vaccines. There are nurses that were fired in Illinois. Mm-hmm. from hospitals for not receiving the COVID shots. And then a year later, they become millionaires uh, because it was proven to be uh, wrong in the court. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've seen one thing after another, uh, patients dying in hospitals alone, uh, their loved ones not allowed to visit them. Uh, we've well, seen...
2: People putting bags over their heads. What? What in God's name was that?
22: <laughs> <laughs> that was a level two trauma center in West Texas that uh, was putting plastic equipment bags over patients heads in the ER when they tested positive for COVID. One case was a uh, teenager who uh, had COVID, her oxygen levels dropped into the 80s on her oxygen saturation at home. She tested positive for COVID at home and her mother rightly brought her to the emergency room. I'm an emergency room doctor. Right now I'm on duty in Amarillo, Texas in the ER and uh so i i know what's happening boots on the ground ground front line we are not seeing a overwhelming crisis with COVID. that's ridiculous that's not true and we've heard a lot of things that are not true but this young lady this teenager goes mm-hmm. to the er they do a swab in her nose it's positive and they whip out a plastic bag just the si- same size as a large trash bag and and start to put it over her head and she's already wearing a mask which doesn't work and uh, the the mother says, well, well, what are you doing to my daughter? And they said, this is what we do here. If you want our help, this is what we do. Mm. They didn't know what else to do otherwise, but the mother took a picture. Thousand, over a 1,000 patients so in a year's time had bags put over their head. When this was called out in the public and, and on the news, uh, the hospital administrator doubled down and sent a letter to the news station saying, we're doing this to protect our workers from COVID. If you walk past a plate glass window of a daycare and you saw them putting a plastic bag over a child's head, what would you call that, Amy?
2: Uh, Child abuse, and I would run in and take the bag off of their head because they could suffocate? Because you
22: care about people, and you know that that's clearly wrong. We've been told don't put put bags over your head, don't run with scissors, don't stick a fork in the outlet. Um, And so Mm -hmm. common sense things have been thrown out the window for the last four years, including – uh, when this clown, Anthony Fauci, got on the news worldwide saying, we're going to make a one-time, one-shot vaccine, hide in place, shelter in place, uh, hide in place is what that means, until we make this one shot. And Once people have enough of this shot in them, uh, high, uh, a high enough percentage of the population gets the shot, we're done. You'll get your normal life back. Did that happen? No.
2: no. And they also lied to us and said, if you get vaccinated, you can't spread it to anybody else huh. and you can't get covid which were both and colossal the lies. Lie, yeah.
22: The most dangerous misinformation that was ever spoken, in my opinion, is when Anthony Fauci got on the Internet and they recruited uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. And so Matthew McConaughey asked Anthony Fauci back in 2020, after I broke the news that we had an effective treatment that was inexpensive, readily available yep. and safe for COVID, budesonide, and inhaled steroid. Anthony asked. Uh, Anthony Fauci was asked by Matthew McConaughey, "What about budesonide for COVID?" And Fauci said it doesn't work. There was a concerted effort to block this, even though Oxford proved in the Stoic trial, a randomized controlled trial, that ninety percent of the people who have COVID would not go to the hospital in the ER or even to an urgent care with COVID if they were treated early with budesonide. Ninety percent with just that one. Medicine they cost three dollars a treatment,
2: and you that's use why. a nebulizer. So nobody why.
22: was going to get rich off of it.
3: Well, so here is the thing. Oh, I am oh, so sorry. I I remember when I got COVID. Amy, you had given me some. I gave you bevacizumab, and yeah. it it did work. You know, but you know the the pharmaceutical companies they don't make that much no, money. You have to off go to a so pharmacy. Uh, when you when you look looking back over all this, do you think um, we we got a false courage that the mask? Um, when we were out wearing our masks that that led to the spread of this. And I I really wish people had been listening during COVID because you and I were sitting in with Dr. Bartlett. How many times did we have him on Uh, doing COVID? As many
2: times as possible. And if they had listened
3: to those radio shows, they would have known how to get this under control just by the the medicine that the doctor was prescribing. But do you think we had a false courage and and that led to the spread, uh, the rapid spread of COVID by saying that these masks work?
22: Oh, we had a pandemic in 2009 with a rapidly uh, spreading, highly contagious, uh, deadly virus in 2009. Uh, the H1N1 pandemic, it was over in months because we did not do these things that, that right. continued the The progression of a pandemic. We did not do social distancing, masking. Mm -hmm. Those strategies came out of China, by the way. Mm. Do you think the communist government of China is going to have the best healthcare system plan in the world for Americans? But but it was pushed by the who, and then and then the CDC was complicit and with Fauci to push these things as well. Remember, Fauci said masks don't work. Yep. And then and then later uh, he said, well. Uh, maybe a mask. And then he said two masks. Mm-hmm. And so he was lying somewhere along the line because you, not all of those things are possible to be done at the same time. Right. But the biggest thing is that there's an, inha- there's an inhaled steroid called Budesonide. And there's a website called BudesonideWorks.com that's basically a library of all the scientific studies out of Oxford University. That's not a, a fringe uh, organization. Oxford has 72 Nobel Prize laureates, and it's the oldest university in the English-speaking world since 1096. They know what is going on, and they did the stoic trial, the principal trial, two randomized controlled trials proving budesonide works against COVID. Yeah. Overwhelmingly, they stopped the study early. They said it's unethical for us to give oh, the placebo so group a placebo. They need budesonide to save
3: their life. So so the CDC didn't approve budesonide then, right?
22: Oh, it, there's been an active Uh, Censorship and suppression of the truth in the United States. We all know that at this point. It's undeniable, including latest news, Uh, the top lawyer for the state of Texas, the attorney general suing Pfizer for purposely misleading the public about the effectiveness of the shots. Mm -hmm. Hey, we were told safe and effective, and they're still Mm -hmm. saying safe and effective. Mm he's going after the uh, ridiculous the overwhelming evidence that it is not effective and then and that they had lied to the public purposely have they done that before yeah. yes the record for the largest criminal fine in the history of the world goes to pfizer wow. 2.3 billion dollars for civil and criminal fines 10 years ago by the department of justice said that they purposely uh, lied to the public about this about their product
3: right and dr they did it. Doctor, we're running up against the time. I just have a question that I'm sure is on everybody's mind. Whatever happened to the flu? Did it oh, just, it's here. Is, is it decimated now? Everything is COVID now? There's no flu, there's no RSV. It's just everything COVID?
22: It's ridiculous. Uh, there's a tremendous effort to use, uh, to, to misrepresent and, and deceive the public about uh, effective early outpatient treatments with budesonide about uh pushing people towards mass which there's evidence that it actually is harmful um and we we've we've you can go to budesonideworks.com I, and also um there's a independent uh, investigative journalist john fleetwood j-o-n-f-l-e-e-t-w-o-o-d.com and he has uh, some cutting edge articles about these things but the top the top doctor of Florida the surgeon general right. of Florida has sent a letter to the CDC and the FDA uh based on the evidence it's not safe because it has DNA contamination DNA is actually used in the multiplication of the uh in the in the mass production of the RNA sh- shots and so it's in, in there they know it's in there they can't deny that but it's up to 70 times the safety level according to the FDA's own records. So uh, we have evidence it's not safe, not effective, but we're being lied to because they can't be sued.
2: Right. All right. Dr. Bartlett, real quick. So th- what has the CDC approved to treat COVID? Have they approved hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin?
22: No. So they have a repurposed uh, HIV drug uh, type medicine called Paxlovid. And so they're pushing that and uh, it's used to, it, you know, when it's brand in a new medicine, it's going to be very expensive and it is and has a tremendous amount of drug interaction risk with uh, with p- common medicines people are on. It's not; it, it, its safety record is not on the same level as budesonide and other treatments. They have not uh, looked at or acknowledged the reality of budesonide, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, but especially budesonide which is now uh, in the early treatment strategy of the country of India for, for treating COVID. And also in the 840-page uh, government document of Australia on how to treat COVID, they say use budesonide. Uh, but here in the United States, the evidence is being suppressed and the CDC is complicit, the FDA is complicit. The FDA... Um, was given a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit by a nonprofit saying, "Give us the evidence on the shots." The FDA said legally we got to give it to you, um, but we don't want it, the American people to see this for 55 years. And then two weeks later, they said we changed our mind. We don't want the American people to see this—the the evidence we have of 1,200 diagnoses that will either kill you immediately or or could permanently disable you for 75 years. And then it was eventually released, but. We have seen disaster after disaster in the ER where I'm the ER doctor after COVID shots. The public isn't being
2: told that. How many people do you think were affected by, adversely affected by the mRNA COVID shots?
22: So if you want to just go with the CDC's data on their website, over one and a half million have been injured by the COVID shots. If you just want to go by the CDC's data, uh, 36,000 deaths. From the COVID shots in the last two years, over 90 percent of all vaccine deaths for the last 30 years have happened in the last two years, according to the CDC's website. With just the COVID shot, is the public being told that, or are they just being told safe and effective?
2: Safe and effective, and then they hire you know movie stars and pro athletes to try and tell us to two million don't get two shots, get three shots, (laughs) RSV, flu, and COVID.
22: What, what number is are boosting? we on, by the way? Are we but on what is six
2: or seven or what?
22: Right. And so, you know, we were told one shot one time. Then we were, and then Fauci alluded to the fact that we should get one shot every year till we die.
2: Yeah. And right. when you
22: die, then you don't have to get the shot anymore. Oh, that's
2: again. nice. Thank you.
22: And, but actually, they're doing two shots a year at least. And a recent uh, scientific study showed that less than 2% effectiveness after the fourth COVID booster. In just four months, it has less than 2% effectiveness. So it is not effective like they've promoted it, and it is not safe. There's a tremendous amount of people who are being harmed or killed with these shots. That That's a fact. According to the CDC's bears website, and I have family members that have been injured by these shots, and I'm telling them the truth, but people are being told over and over and over safe and effective propaganda by a pharmaceutical company that knows that they have vaccine liability protection, according to the, the Congress right. law of 1986 that says you cannot sue a vaccine manufacturer, even if it killed your baby.
2: Okay. Wow. We need to try and overturn that. All right, Dr. Richard Bardler, we're going to leave it there for today. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And the website, again, John, is Amy, thank you. Budes- Budesedine, BudesedineWorks.com. Okay, Budesedineworks.com, And he joined us on our Answer line.
1: Listen to Dan and Amy on your smartphone. Download the AM560 mobile app today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560 The Answer.
2: Good Friday morning. Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony in for... Dan, Proff. hey, hey, hey! Thanks for joining
3: us. Thanks for having Always
2: me. Always a lot going on. Always filling in. Yes, and uh, I want you to know that you're going to be sitting down and listening as a Chicago Democrat finally admitted oh. who's to blame for the border crisis. This is when Alderman Brian Hopkins was on CNN.
23: I'm a Democrat, but I'll say the Biden administration has absolutely dropped the ball. I- I'm not going to let them off the hook. They have they have left us in the ditch with this, and that's unacceptable.
2: And with that, let's welcome to the program Alderman Brian Hopkins. He's the third, se- excuse me, second ward alderman. Good morning, Mr. Hopkins. How are you?
23: Good, good, Amy. Thanks for having me on. Good morning, John. Good morning, sir. So did you
2: get any uh, pushback for making that comment on cable TV?
23: Uh, Not really. You know, I've had some colleagues privately, uh, you know, raise their eyebrows, but at the same time acknowledge, you know, the seriousness of the situation we find ourselves in, the impact it's having on our city budget, and the fact that this is an abdication of a federal responsibility. Never in the history of this country has immigration fall into municipal governments it's not something we're equipped to handle as a city and it's not something we should be put in the position of, of being forced to deal with that's why our mayor had a press conference recently with the mayor of new york and the mayor of denver all saying the same thing this is not a city's job we're not equipped for it we're not very good at it you know if you you look at the at the situation and, and the way the migrants are being handled you know we're, we're doing what we can but we're not really uh, set up for this and and the results speak for itself and it's been over a year now uh, since we first appealed to the federal government for assistance to to be able to pay for this uh, and and our pleas have largely fallen on deaf ears so so
2: what what about about the bigger issue i mean the policies that are in place to allow people in when you said it was biden's fault is it biden's fault because he's not giving the city enough federal funds or is it biden's fault for not having the remain in mexico policy in place that trump had in place
23: Sure. And by the way, you know, as a Democrat, I'm certainly critical of my own party, but uh, I do not think the border situation for four years of the Trump presidency was was that much better. It didn't have the volume of illegal crossings happening right now but we didn't have secure borders either. You know, the, there was four years for the Trump administration to solve the problem. They didn't solve it. Now this administration has had four years to solve the problem and they didn't solve it either. So- Alderman,
2: Alderman, Alderman. We have
23: Blame to go around.
2: Okay. I used to be a reporter in El Paso and in Tucson. So I was, you know, I woke up every morning looking at the Rio Grande. I know we've always had people sneaking into this country. I saw it with my own eyes. But the, you cannot deny, we've had 9 million people 70% like, – now they're saying of the the ones that they're catching now, 70% are just gotaways. They just run away. They're not even being sent somewhere. These people are just going wherever they want. And in December, we had 300,000. That's insanity. And they can't all stay in Texas. I mean, you you get that, right? I mean, you're, you're aware of that.
23: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Although, you know, Governor Abbott said something yesterday about, you know, there's more room in New York and Chicago. That's why he's doing this as if there isn't any room in Texas. They, it, it's not a question of room, it's a question of cost. There's a substantial cost, there's a human cost to address the needs of these people, some of them families, who have nothing except you know, whatever they could put in a backpack. So nobody wants to pay this, that's the problem. You know, I don't really blame Texas, they don't wanna pay this cost any more than we do in Chicago. Um, but again, that just highlights the fact that this is a federal problem but, but This is not a state-level issue, and it's not a city-level issue. Alderman
3: Hopkins, you know, I, I, this is what I'll say. It's coming to Chicago, it's coming to New York, it's coming to L.A. because of one thing that you guys all have in common, sanctuary cities, and Illinois as a whole as a sanctuary state. You guys had an opportunity to change that. What happened there? Why did that fall apart?
23: Well, I'm not sure it would have changed it. It was an advisory referendum, and I don't know what the results of that referendum were going to be, and now we'll never know because the mayor's team you know, blocked us from doing it. I, I voted to, to put that on the ballot. I wanted to see what the people of Chicago had to say about the concept of a sanctuary city. I suspect at this point, uh, a majority would have uh, voted uh, to, to not remain a sanctuary. But isn't that the driver that was, of the issue, advisory though? Advisory only. Isn't but that that's the driver why, of the yeah,
2: issue? Though? That's why Abbott is sending people here. Yeah, he said it. The
3: right. governor said it. That's the reason why. But Alderman, I
2: respect that you tried to change that. Yeah. I mean, to let us vote, have a say. But it's not. Is that, is that gone? Is that any chance of coming back on the March ballot?
23: Uh, no, it's too late now. We've, you know, we've passed the deadline. The ballots will be printed shortly, you know, with vote by mail and other, other early voting. Uh, there just isn't enough time to put it on the ballot. But we tried. But again, I, I think it's an interesting question. What would the voters have, have said? I don't even know that there's been a poll that's done. But if you base it on my phone calls and my emails and people contacting my office, uh, a majority of Chicagoans have decided maybe this isn't a good idea after all to simply have an open border and say, anybody can come here. It doesn't matter what your legal status is. And we're going to, you know, we're going to provide you with food, housing, medical care. We're spending about $40 million a month now. Uh, That's unsustainable. We we simply don't have the money uh, to continue this indefinitely. We have other needs in our budget. In fact, the mayor just announced we're spending $95 million has just been added to the budget for migrant services. Um, that was originally dedicated for COVID relief. So that is right. some federal money that we're getting. I should acknowledge that. Great. $95 million, that helps. But the money was supposed to go towards COVID relief, which, you know, the pandemic isn't over, by the way. We just raised our risk level from low to medium for the first time in months because the virus is still out there circulating. And now we can't spend this money what it was intended for to deal with COVID, we're spending it on migrant services. Yeah. So it's having a real impact on the city's budget.
3: And, and Alderman, you, you guys have a, there's a Democrat uh, president in Joe Biden. There's a huge Democrat delegation of, of congressional folks here in Illinois. Has there been a meeting? Has, has, has Biden reached out, has, has the congressional delegation reached out to say, we got a problem here, mister. You call, You broke it, now fix it.
23: Yeah, actually, yes. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, there's been a noticeable increase in attention from both our, our congressional delegation here in Illinois. Um, they've had some meetings with federal officials. The Biden administration has signaled uh, help is on the way. It, it sounds like they've elevated the rhetoric, at least. I'd like to see the action follow it. Hopefully, they'll, they'll walk the walk as much as talk the talk. Of course, they're acutely aware that we have the convention coming up in August, and yeah. You know, this situation would reflect badly on my party. And I'm one of the voices uh, saying that, you know, I, I mean, we can't have this situation continue to deteriorate. Um, it, it's visibly uh, unsettling to drive through the streets of Chicago and see migrant camps all over in, you know, in the downtown area, Wacker Drive. You know, my community of Streeterville. Uh, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So is Chicago we ready? Have to solve it now. We, can't, we can't wait for July and say, oh, the convention's the next month. Let's yeah. fix things up. You know, it, it needs immediate attention.
3: But is Chicago ready for this convention that's coming in? You look at everything that's happening. Are we going to do uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, clean up the, the streets, uh, to have a Chinese guy come in and clean up the streets? Are, is Chicago ready for the DNC convention in, uh, coming in in August? Uh,
23: not now. That's Fortunately, we have some time, but... You know, I was here in 96. I, I, I was a part of that convention. I saw what we did. You know, the city really came together. We enjoyed a significant economic benefit in the years following that convention. We all benefited from it. So we're, we're hopeful we can repeat it. Um, but we've got some work to do to make that happen. And we're not there.
2: All right. Um, let's talk about logistics. So to, uh, this drop off center now, they want to build four warming tents. Is this correct?
23: Yeah, and that's the other thing. The state really hasn't uh, stepped up to the level that you would expect them to until recently. This is a state initiative, uh, so that helps. The city of Chicago and our local taxpayers won't be paying for this. You know, the, the burden will be spread throughout the state, which uh, is, of course, a sanctuary state, as I think you alluded to. Uh, so, so this is the, uh, the state government uh, bringing some resources to bear, uh, to try and do a better job of uh, sorting the migrants when they arrive. Um, and, and making sure that they wind up in the, one of the available shelters.
2: And so, how many have come total? Because I, I heard thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand since this program began. How many migrants or illegals have come to Chicago?
23: Yeah, we're we're at about thirty thousand. We've got uh, we've got hmm. fourteen thousand right now that we're we're dealing with that we're you know uh, housing in various shelters or that we we know where they are. Uh, and then there's there's another probably about 15,000 that have gone through the system and we're no longer quite sure where they are. Uh, Catholic Charities has been an outstanding agency as far as providing housing placement for them. Um, but once they get out of our system, you know, we, we stop counting them. So the total in a little over a year is about 30,000. Uh, and we have 14,000 right now, you know, that, that we're trying to, to uh, accommodate and pay for.
2: But isn't that fraught with danger? We don't know. What does that mean? We, we don't know where they are.
23: Yeah, we're not doing a very good job keeping track of the people that leave our shelters. You know, um, when they go through the system and uh, and they're provided with uh, something resembling permanent housing, uh, a lot of them are finding friends, family, doubling up in, in housing. Um, and, and, you know, we don't uh, we don't necessarily know. We don't uh, call them every couple of days and say, hey, you know, you stayed in the shelter three months ago. We haven't seen you. What's going on? Where are you? But how much are we
2: giving them a month? I mean, I heard anywhere from 2500 a month to $9,000 a month.
23: Uh, yeah, that's, that's excessive. It's not 9000 a month. Uh, you know, the figure varies depending on whether it's a, a family intact unit, you know, with a head of household that, you know, is seeking employment. And that's the other thing. That's one of the most common questions that I get when I interact with the migrant families. Can you help me get a job? a lot of them are here pursuing the traditional American dream. You know, they want to support themselves. Uh, they want to support their young families. You see a lot of kids. You see a lot of, uh, you know, moms pushing strollers around outside of the shelters. If we would just get out of their way and provide work permits for them, that's another thing we need help from the federal government because we can't do that as a as a local municipality. We can't give them legal work authorization. There's a lot of them that are are willing and able to work. Yeah. And, and they should be able to do so because there's jobs available.
3: But Alderman Hopkins, looking for work is not a reason to seek asylum. That has to be changed. If you, if you ever get an opportunity to speak to the congressional delegation, I don't know what law, what, what policy change, some, that needs to stop. Because coming here looking for work is not a reason to be here in the greatest country ever devised called the United States of America. Now I understand come through the, 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 the natural ports of, of entry, but if you're just coming here and invading our country, I think you need to. No, I know, seeking job or better life, and you're not you're not you're not you're not, you're not being pursued by a rogue government or people are trying to kill you. I, that's one thing, but coming here looking for work is not a reason to come into America. That needs to change. What can be done at, at, for that aspect?
23: Yeah, I agree. The whole notion of asylum seeking right now has is, is really become nothing more than a loophole. Uh, you know, people are coached on what to say. Uh, they're basically gaming the system. Uh, although if you, you think about it, though, you know, America, the Statue of Liberty, what does that symbolize? It's always been a beacon of hope. For Support people of entry, seeking a different life, and I and I don't think that's changed. Right. What has changed is we we don't really screen anymore. It's, right. it's basically a, a default open border policy. If you think about Ellis Island, for example, you know next to the Statue of Liberty for sixty years, Ellis Island was the point of entry for migrants seeking a better life, and we had a screening process. You know that was before the internet. Obviously, it was a paper based system. You know for some of the time, it was even before they had telephones and yet they somehow managed to screen people coming from other countries, seeking a new life in America. And there were three things, three primary things that we tried to screen for. Number one, disease. Did you have tuberculosis? Did you have polio? Did you have smallpox? We didn't want people with communicable diseases coming to America. Second thing we screened for is, are you a, a fugitive of justice in your home country? Are you a criminal? Did you you know, murder someone and you're, you're trying to escape justice? The third thing we screened for was, do you have some place to go? We didn't want you to get off that boat and be homeless, you know, the minute you set foot on American soil. We didn't talk about employment because the assumption was, if you were coming here, you were coming to work. We didn't need to screen for that. You didn't come to America because you thought you were going to get free housing, free food, free medical care, and, and basically live in the welfare state for the rest of your life. You came here because you were industrious, and you thought there were better opportunities here to better yourself and provide for your family than there were in the country
3: you came from. Yeah, yeah but, but, but we came e- here. Well, we grandpa- came to ports of entry. That's yes. the difference. We don't have any ports. We Everyone's don't have. Exactly. A port 12,000 of entry now. people in that pass, Eagle Pass, in one day. In one, That's insane. And
2: 390 of those kids that day were unaccompanied mm-hmm. minors, which is a whole other topic. All right, Alderman uh, Hopkins, you, we're going to have to leave it there for today. Brian. Hopkins, Alderman of the Second Ward, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it.
23: Thanks, John. Thanks, thanks, Thank you, sir.
2: And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line.
1: It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, The Answer.
2: Good Friday morning. Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony in for Dan Prompt. Hey. Uh, your show tomorrow, yes. Black and Right Radio from 4 to 7 p.m. Yes. you have any, uh, any way you want to tease guess the who's show? Yes. be on? joining me.
3: Pardon? And guess who's going to be joining me live in studio? I don't know Our who. good friend from Freedom Square, Tom Sadeka. Oh, Tom Sudeikha's yeah, coming in. He's so excited about it, too. We, we, we had Mike Gallagher coming, but I, I would have had to come in yesterday to tape it. And I couldn't make it in. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's got a he got some some of his friends, um, that that are going to call in.
2: Well, he started the whole lunch program and featuring that you guys would all go together and have lunch at restaurants that were open during COVID that defied Pritzker's orders. And uh, Tom Sadek. Oh, Oh, yeah. Look
3: at this heat. Okay, we got to talk about that tomorrow.
2: You can talk about that tomorrow because they they were the crusade. He's a great dude too. Oh, he is. And guess what, Tom Sadek. Yeah. Used to be owner of Precision Payroll. That's right. Started out here at AM560 as a business benefactor. What? Yes, during our Food for the Poor campaign years ago. Um, what the deal is is... Wait, he hasn't
3: done one this year? No, he, he, oh, he doesn't own Precision oh. Payroll anymore. Yeah, but come on, Freedom Square. Let's, let's get going, Tom. Oh, huh? I, well, you know. know what? There's a list here. I, so kidding.
2: the business benefactor program was this. You donated $2,500, yeah. tax deductible. The money would go to food for the poor, and as a way of saying thank you, we'd give you forty one minute commercials. Yeah. And with that, you know, it, you know, it's not going to be solve your problems right away, right. but it's trickling. Like mm-hmm. very, so people are listening, and people want to help support other people who listen to this station yeah. and who also donate to the f- food for the poor. Yeah. So with that, let's welcome back to the program Anitra Parmley. She's with Food for the Poor. Good morning. Ms. Parmley, how are you? Good
9: morning. Hey, John. Hey, hey Amy. Good morning. What an extraordinary Friday it is as people are stepping forward. 560 of the answer.com uh, listeners are stepping forward and saying, okay, not on my watch, talking about families in countries like Honduras and Guatemala and Haiti. The reality is they woke up this morning. Good parents parents who love their children, parents who would lay down their lives for them, and yet they have no means of getting them food. Such a simple need, and yet they have nowhere to turn except to you. The reality is a one-time gift of $160 provides four children with food for a year. That's two meals a day for a year, and people are saying, okay, that is some math that I can get behind. That's, that's an economic reality that I can stand with. I love that Kyle in McHen- McHenry said, I know when my next meal will be. I want to help provide that opportunity to others. So we're just inviting you to begin 2024 in an extraordinary way, knowing that families will have food for a year because of your generosity.
2: And let's talk about the Business Benefactor Program, $2,500, tax deductible that will help out. And when you file your taxes next year in 2025 or 2024, how many people would you help with that kind of donation?
9: I I mean, this blows my mind. $2,500, okay, it's a a business, 62 children. I mean, effectively, like between two and three classrooms. Think of your kids, your grandchildren, those sweet faces, you're walking into each of them where children have not eaten for a day, three days, and saying, you're going to eat for a year, and you're receiving a platform to get the word out about your business.
3: Wow, and Anitra, guess what? Next year, my radio show, Black and White Radio, will be joining and uh, because yeah, oh yes, I, I'm Marcus has put me in touch with the right people, and next year Black and White Radio will also be involved. So I, I'm so excited about that.
9: Oh, and we are too because there's so much joy. I mean, you you recognize yes when a pastor, when a minister, when a community leader tells a mother, tells a father, okay, your your best efforts have not been able to feed your children when they word. Somebody in this place called, I don't know, Cedar Lake or Franklin Park, has made a generous gift. So their children are not getting for today. That would be enough of a miracle. But for an entire year, the joy. I mean, we see fathers just overwhelmed with emotion as well. What well, about you? 560 the com. we ask all the normal questions about you know how you want to make your gift but we also ask if you want to will you share why you gave and the joy that people are experiencing to be able to kind of plant that that flag in the year and say do you know what this year i'm making a difference my business is going to be involved in the community not just outside our doors But also worldwide, because that reeks of our mission and our values and knowing you're going to receive a media flight, you know, a series of of spots and commercials for your gift. I mean, talk about a win win. That's an ROI I can get behind.
2: And it's always better to give than receive. That's for sure. And we want you, the listeners, when you hear their commercials air on the station, please support their business as a way of thanking them for their generosity, because... You know, the Christmas season is over. That doesn't mean that the need has gone away. That's for sure. And right now we still have limited availability if you own a business or if you're the marketing director for your company and you thought, you know what, I might have missed out. You haven't. We have a few slots left to become a business benefactor. Go to 560 com slash food for the poor, and we can get you in. And we want to thank some of our business benefactors. you want to take some of this list? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, you didn't I know there was going to be a homework assignment. Uh, no, I did assignment. not
3: know this uh, we've I got SE
2: Consultants, Applied Mechanical Sales. I like this one, the Golf Factory in Randhurst, Mount Prospect. Yeah. I used to work there, well, at Randhurst, but I, I have to get some golf items, and I, guess what I'm doing? What's that? I'm going to drive there instead of to the other golf shop because the Golf Factory in Randhurst, Mount Prospect, is a business benefactor. Chicago Gaelic Park, Riverside Club for Adventure and Imagination. Mm-hmm. What do you have over there, oh, i got a
3: few people over here. engine Heights Heating and Cooling. Oh, Garrett it works. Earthre- oh, uh, I like this one. Augustine. I, we have to stop over here. Augustino's Rock and Roll Deli. Oh. I'm hungry, though. Oh, boy. <laughs> Heart- MS Consulting. I heard those commercial. Yep. Line. Heart Puzzles,
2: D&W Law Group, Mathnasium of Chicagoland, Freedom Boat Club of Chicago oh. and Michiana. That's good. Morrison Security, JohnCastNews.com. The list goes oh, on and Johnny. on. And again, um, anything you can donate to to our website would be much appreciated and anitra this how does it warm your heart i mean knowing that you know christmas is over but we we did reach our goal
9: amy i mean even as you were reading that list i mean it's so easy for me to say it's a child getting food for a year that those business benefactors are providing 62 children, food today and next week. I mean, we had a mother we met in Honduras talk about she sends sends her children to the dump just to scavenge for scraps and then for recyclables. Your gifts are making last Thursday, the last Thursday, they will go to the dump. I mean, it's extraordinary. I want to just... Just take four seconds and pause and think of a mother, no way, no means of feeding her children. Boom, 180. Now she's getting word they will eat for a year. I mean, talk about transforming lives in 2024. It's incredible. I mean, I don't know whether to laugh out of joy or just weep because I know the impact. Love well, the thank you so
2: much for all that you do. Um, we're going to have to leave it there for today. But Anita Parmley, uh, on-air fundraiser, fundraiser for Food for the Poor. And you can always go to 560theanswer.com slash food and uh, make a donation. Thank you so much, Anitra. Love Thanks
9: so much, John and Amy. Thank always you. a joy.
2: And she joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line.
1: Connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile.
2: All right. So what's in store for President Trump in 2024? Some people want to go to psychics to find out. I don't know if you saw. Do you watch uh, Jesse Waters?
3: Oh, yeah. I do. Well, do you have the I, I don't story over there. I don't choice? have cable, so
2: you don't have cable. No. What, what's wrong with it? What do you mean you don't have cable? Yeah, it's too expensive. Do you have Hulu or Roku yeah, yeah, or Shmoopu or, or blah I, blah blah? I stream. You str- oh, I stream? Oh, you're so cool. Netflix. You stream? No, that's not it.
3: Oh, you're tra- you. You oh. said Biden's resolution. That's no, 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 no.
2: All right. So Jesse Waters had the psychic on, and we'll get you her name. Um, to predict, he had to grab a tarot card to predict the future because he was at some dinner party in the Hamptons where a psychic was there. And so he thought, oh, I'll bring this bit to my TV show and have a psychic predict what's up for for Trump in 2024. And she, oh, she picked a card. Paula, for
0: you to give me a reading Hmm. on President Trump. Just the one card.
4: One card.
14: One card. Let's do just one card. We like that one.
23: Uh-oh.
7: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I, I mean, I, I, I do recognize that I'm, a, I'm at Fox TV. I uh, <laughs> a sense of loss, a sense of loss. But it, it's very specific. No, 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 no let, let me move on. <laughs> it's a sense of loss. It's as if um, he may be thinking more about what he's lost and not still taking full advantage of what he still has.
2: Three one two six four two five six zero zero. Turnkey Pro Answer Line six four six three six. Type in DA. Then a quick comment. John Anthony, why are you rolling your eyes?
3: Uh, You've never I, been. I she was a British psychic. I don't believe in them. You don't believe no, in psychics as, as a person of faith. I don't believe in psychics. Oh, it's it's not godly It's to... divination. Oh, well, you
2: took a fun <laughs> segment. <and you> went... <laughs> hey, uh, Justin, have you ever been to a psychic? up there on the mic because obviously John hasn't. Ah, uh, no. You're not even playing along for the radio bit. No. You're just out. No, no. Justin? Hello, <laughs> sweet Justin. He's there.
3: I'm, nope. coming, I'm coming. Newly married. <laughs> that's what's the spending
2: see? his holidays with his new bride. Bethany. He's married
3: now, so everything slows down.
2: Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever been to a psychic?
13: I, I actually have one time in, we were actually in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, oh see, that's just that's creepy. What? We, we were, I visited Boston and my friend took me up to Salem just because we wanted to, you know, you hear the witch trials. So something I've heard about as a kid. So we wanted to go. So we went, uh-huh. it was, it was cool. It was more cool at the time, I think. But now looking back on it, they, they make very vague general statements. Yeah. You know, oh, you're going through some sort of struggle. And then your mind links, you know, like, Oh, that's I woke right. up I'm...
2: late yesterday. Oh, I they really read body language. am. They, they read body language. They, yeah.
13: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Oh. And well, I went to one once. Uh oh. Oh, you're going to. This is not even. Uh, one time. Was Cleo? And I will never. It was in 2007. What happened in 2007? Or was that the, 2009?
3: I can't remember. No, 2007. Was that the that the breakdown of everything? The no,
2: world? no. Um, I went to a psychic and she literally shuddered and she went. Oh, and I said – what is going See, on? I got bamboozled devil. into going with some high school friends. And she's like, oh, and she was visibly shaking. Oh, she's like, your home is not your home. Everything, your world is going to be turned upside down. I'm like, oh, that's great. This, oh, I'm really glad I came. Let Now let's go have fun, ladies. Two months before I went swimming in Plainfield. Oh. And she, ouch. and then I lost, well, my job. Then I lost my, I got divorced. Yeah. I had to short sale of the house. I, oh. lost, I lost the house that she said I would
3: lose. Really? Oh, She's
2: like, things that you know it aren't the same. That's the devil. See, Boom, you know what? And go. that's why I'm not going back ever.
3: Yeah. The Whew. devil. The, what's, what, remember, um, what was the Adam Sandler movie? The Which devil. <laughs> that's <laughs> the devil.
2: The devil. All right, but I know now that I know it's not godly, well, I'm never going to go
3: back. Yeah. So. No. I've never been, and if I ever... I've had some people reach out and say, "Can I read? Can I read your tarot?" No, I'm you. No, even on on TikTok, somebody, well, I said no. Thank you. I already know the end. God's got my end. That's all I worry about. I'm not. There's I'm not this concerned.
2: really nice lady who always goes to Freedom Summit. Have you met her? She walks no. around with a little notebook. Oh
3: yes.
2: And she, you know, predicts things. Yes. And I'll, she said, "Now, there's another thing. I didn't want her. I didn't ask for any unsolicited advice about my future." Mm-hmm. Last year's Freedom Summit, she she was doing the calculating, you know, what year you were born, what time, blah 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 blah, blah. and she looks at me, she goes, "Oh, twenty twenty three is oh," she's like, "You've actually had a string of really bad years," and then walks away, like, "Thanks, Tootsie, bye." Wow. And you know what, though, she was kind of right. <laughs> All right, Steve in Bolingbrook, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
14: Good morning, all. I might have a little more
18: confidence in the psychic if the Tribune had a headline that said, Psychic Wins Lottery. There we Again. go. <laughs> I love that. Okay.
2: Thanks, I'm Steve. with him. Oh, That's great. And let's quickly Steve. go to Deborah on Arlington Heights. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
16: Good morning. Way to go, John, on what you said about psychics. Yeah. So here's my take on a psychic real quick. Recently, we had a psychic move into a building in my town and... Uh, Shortly after the psychic moved into the building, there was a fire in the building Ooh. and their, their 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 psychic office or room got gutted. So I'm thinking if the psychic was really a psychic, they should have known
14: that they shouldn't move into the building because there was going to be a fire. Oh, there
2: you go. Ouch. Thanks, Deborah.
1: It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
2: Good Friday morning. Amy Jacobson here, John Anthony. Hey, hey. Always a pleasure. He's in for Dan Proft. Yes. And Dan will be back on Monday, so you Profties, don't worry. Where's he at, though? Uh, I don't know. He's either in Seattle at Fat Con yeah. or golfing somewhere. Hitting oh. a little white ball. Okay. Hopefully down the middle of the fairway. So, <laughs> uh, But this mayor campaign, now they're bringing it back up. Yeah. It's 2024. And with the new Jeffrey Epstein list that was released, 170 names. Now, it doesn't mean anything. No. you Because know, we had a woman come forward that say, because former President Clinton has maintained all along, I was never on the island. I was never on the island. And then it turns out that he was on the island mm-hmm. so here's jennifer freeman she's the attorney for one of the victims who said she saw clinton on the island but listen to the whole clip being on
7: a helicopter with him and with uh, maxwell um, and um, there's another statement that she made that uh F- uh, Clinton was on the island, which is very different than what we'd heard previously. We were heard that he wasn't on the island. Again, hard to say who to believe, of course, but um, he was on the line, on the island, but didn't take the bait. In other words, didn't have relationship, sexual relationships with any of any of the girls.
2: So did you hit, get that part? Yeah. No sexual relationships with them. I mean, nobody's surprised that he was. Are you, were you surprised that he went to the island? No. Knowing what we know about him? No. Come on. But they're trying to rope Trump into this. Trump, not on the island. Trump used to be friends with Epstein. And then I think he figured out who he was. This is President Trump in 2019.
4: I knew him like everybody in Palm Beach knew him. I mean, people in Palm Beach knew him. He was a fixture in Palm Beach. Uh, I had a falling out with him a long time ago. I was not a fan of his. That I can tell you. I was not a fan of his. With more on this, let's
2: welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to have her. Lynn Patton, She is senior advisor to President Trump. Good morning, Ms. Patton. How are you?
16: Hey, good morning, Amy. Hi,
3: John. Hey, How are you back? I'm doing well. So,
2: it's no surprise that they're trying to link President Trump with uh, Lolita Express and with that island. Um, did yeah. you, with your interactions with President Trump, have you ever met Jeffrey Epstein?
14: You know, I started working for
24: President Trump in about 2008 or so. Um, I did not, that was at the Trump organization as a personal assistant. Um, actually to his three adult children, Eric, Don, and Ivanka, who also worked at the Trump Organization. And, no, I didn't at the time travel with him to and from Palm Beach like I do now. But it's well documented, like Trump said, that, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, like many people here in Palm Beach, had, uh, you know, was a fixture on the social scene. He had a -a Mar-a-Lago membership that he paid for. He was a man with money and means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, Trump famously kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago, terminated his membership because he was, I believe, hitting on the underage daughter of a member out by the pool. Yes. And we just have zero tolerance for that kind of behavior. And Trump saw it early, um, you know, before. Back, by the way, when everybody in the mainstream media and Democrat Party was telling us. That Epstein Island was a conspiracy theory. I don't know if people remember that, but I'm old enough to remember when the media was telling us that an island owned by this wealthy man, where people went and had, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, illegal activity and and, um, inappropriate relationships with women, was uh, a figment of our imagination, that it just didn't exist. And, you know, obviously, now we all know that that's not true. And this, in my opinion, Was a story designed to bring down President Trump at the height of 2016, and it backfired. Right. And now,
2: but now they're bringing it up again because now, you know, we've had to wait till 2016 to get the depositions released. So it's going to be a slow drip over the next
24: few days. Do you think that that's slow drip? Right. But
2: this is another attempt to take him down.
24: Absolutely. And uh, because it's backfiring, Um, You know, I just posted a clip on Instagram where the ladies of The View are actually telling people just because folks' names are on this list or mentioned in the documents doesn't mean we should be recklessly repeating them until we know more facts. You know, Um, I just can't imagine covering up for pedophiles, Um, you know, and people always say, well, Trump was on the plane. Trump was on the plane. Trump was on Epstein's plane once. It went from Palm Beach to New York City. It was basically a ride home. And right. ever once went to the island. And if you live in Palm Beach, and I know this sounds like first world problems, you see all the time people hitching rides back and forth to from Florida to New York, yep. New York to Florida, New York to DC, DC to Florida, because that's just what wealthy people do. No, I it's know. Yeah. Planes like Ubers.
2: When I um, went to the yeah. when I went to the West, I was at Mar a for the screening of Two Thousand Mules, and then when oh, I was flying great. out of West Palm, the line for the New York plane there was it was a parade of wheelchairs really? that went. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there, I counted more than hundred wheelchairs. And I'm like, that's really? the, the half of the flight. Is a small dog. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that I could see that happening, and other people like Robert. Jennifer, um, why do I get his name Robert Kennedy, yeah. Jr. Yeah. Who's also yeah. running as an independent. Um, He admitted he says, I've been on that plane with my family a half dozen times that he can remember. But it was not about going to the island.
24: Absolutely. So, you know, um, that would be the only thing I would clarify is that. But, you know, if you listen to the mainstream media, you would have um, you would think that Trump actually went to his island and engaged in sexual activity based on. The fact that he was on his plane once—it's yeah. um, ridiculous.
3: Yeah, mainstream who? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lynn, I, I kind of want to uh, pivot because I mean it, it's a way to talk about Trump, but I, you know, if if you guys miss the interview I have with Lynn Patton on—I'm I filling in for Sean Thompson show, but I also have it. It's on my podcast at Black and Right Radio. Black and Right. I mean, Radio. I, I mean, sorry. On five sixty answer. Go to five sixty answer.com Go to five sixty answer and download the interview <laughs> yeah. that Lynn and I did. Because Lynn, you you have you have a very interesting story, and it's it's a story that, in a way, we can talk about what, what Trump, the, the Trump family, and who they are, and also expound upon who Lynn Patton is, right? Because oh, thank you. When, when you look at how the media, um, they told us all these bad things about the Trumps, but in reality, they were talking about the Bidens, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in reality, because they yeah, knew right? who Trump was running against, right? They knew that it was going to be Trump and Biden, so they had to put all this on. You know, on Trump, but talk to us about your story because it's it's a it's a very fascinating story, and it was it this was an opportunity for the Trump kids to and and Trump to um, fire you, and you would have been lost in translation yeah. many many years ago, right?
24: Yes, yes. So for people, and I'll keep it short because yeah. can. You know, we we went on in first four segments. We I did think, talking <laughs> about this, but I started off as I said, a personal assistant um, for the Trump family. Um, rising through the ranks thanks to the opportunities they gave me to Vice President and then coming with him to the Washington, D.C. to work in the White House and then ultimately working for Secretary Ben Carson. But you're right, that all could have come to an end um, in 2012, 2013. I believe um, the Trump family staged a, an actual physical intervention for me. You know, um, I grew up sort of uh, in, a, in a privileged sort of environment in Connecticut. I went to private boarding schools, and fell into, um, you know, some drug use. Um, I, I told myself it was social. It was not a problem. Um, I relapsed around that time, um, 2011, 2012. And that's when I was working for the Trump family and obviously had a very high-pressure job. I thought that as long as I kept showing up for work and, and you know, was paying my bills and, and not living on the street, that I was sort of a functioning high-performing social drug user, and that's just not the case. Um, You know, the boys and uh, family quickly picked up on, I guess, maybe some odd behavior, and um, uh, somebody that I worked with actually told them that I was abusing cocaine. And uh, one day I walk into work, and Eric Trump pulls me in his office, and he goes, you know, Lynn, um, you're better than this. You don't need to do this. This is not who you are. And I immediately, and I hate to admit it, denied whatever I thought he was talking about. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I'm don't. i not using drugs. That's crazy. I haven't used drugs in decades, blah, blah, blah. And the man started to cry oh. right in front of me. And at that point, I just lost it. He's like, you know, Lynn, you're like a sister to us, and we can get through this, and we're not going to let you go. We're just we would just want to work with you through this and my parents were on the phone he had called oh, them <laughs> yeah his wife was on the phone well his girlfriend at the time but she was one of my very best friends laura trump was on the phone and then you know his sister and don junior later approached me and and came up and offered their support and ultimately when his father their father came down the golden escalator and and you know announced he was running for president and you know asked me to go with him to Washington, D.C., it was just – it was the greatest compliment ever because, you know, again, like you said, John, here's a family who I get asked all the time, you know, how does a black female work Mm -hmm. for such a racist family? And it's just outrageous the fact that, you know, I uh, I, I said it on your show before, um, you know, And as you just said, this was designed to kind of take Trump down when I see nothing but the opposite. And when you look at Joe Biden and the statements he's made, you know, at the end of the day, racists, even subconscious ones, eventually can't help themselves. They are going to slip up and they are going to say something. I've been with this family for 16 years. I have never felt uncomfortable. I have never heard them say anything, even when they didn't even realize I was standing behind them or in the room. They've never made a joke that was racially biased. They've never made a joke that was, you know, gender biased. I mean, it's just the They're most. Classy. And
3: and classy. And, Lynn, and Lynn, you've been able to challenge them on things that are out there, you know, as far as what what you don't like about um, if there's oh, been yeah. something, right? Talk you know,
24: and I, I did tell them, I said, you know, one of the things that I've uh, always had a problem with, um, you know, right or wrong, is the fact that, you know, uh, trying to reconcile the fact that Trump has inadvertently attracted sort of the unsolicited support of, of hate groups since the moment he announced he was running for president. And there is no denying that. And I've had extensive dialogue with minority Republicans, with Ivanka Trump herself in the early days of the campaign. And, you know, I can't explain it. I really can't. But what I do know is that racist people raise racist children. That's right. Um, you know, whether bigotry is taught, we all know this, directly or indirectly, babies aren't born with prejudice in their hearts. And one of the things I said at the RNC um, convention in 2016 was that the Bible tells us you can judge a tree by the fruit it bears. That's Matthew 7:15. And if you embrace those words, then you embrace Donald Trump because he's raised five of the best children I've ever had the privilege to know. And the honor to call friends, you know, you're not going to read about. And trust me, the mainstream media would love to report about the bad behavior of the Trump shit yeah. kid like Hunter Biden. But you're never going to hear about them being arrested for a DUI or or drugs or soliciting a prostitute or even shoplifting. By the way, I've never even heard rumors about them uh, just yelling at a waitress or a flight attendant, you know, things that happen in everyday America. Um, you know, and I've never seen it. In fact, they go out of their way to make sure that um, staff and and uh, folks who work for them at their hotels are, um, you know, in, in the Trump organization are, are taken care of. And I told this story on your show the last mm-hmm. time, the condition of uh, selling the Trump DC hotel, which was one of his crown jewels and pride and joy properties. But, you know, the endless investigations just made it not worth holding on to anymore. Um, But one of the main conditions, in fact, the only condition Trump had before he sold it to a group of investors from Miami, was that they had to keep every single staffer that worked at that hotel, from the valets to the concierges to the bartenders to the chambermaids, and they did. And that's the kind of thing you're not going to read about in the the media. You're not going to hear these stories. And it breaks my heart because, again, you know, um, it's the current president who thinks that black people don't know how to find a polling station or use the internet. Or fax machine. Right. It's Either. the current president who said Obama is articulate and clean or that poor kids are just as bright and talented as white kids or that he didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle. Oh, I mean, um, you know, these are the quotes that he's made over the years, not Trump. Can you imagine if Trump said blacks are born out of wedlock Ooh. without parents? Okay. Without supervision and because of that, they have not been socialized and cannot be rehabilitated. Yeah. Those are Joe biden's words yep. when he All was right. a senator in Delaware.
2: Lynn Patton, we're so sorry, we're up against the clock, but it was such a pleasure yes. having you on. We would love to have you back. So um yeah, I'd love to be back. Okay. Lynn Patton, senior advisor <laughs> to President Trump, and she Thank joined you. us on our turnkey pro answer line.
1: The more you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's morning answer. Morning answer at AM five sixty the answer.
11: Open
19: mic. Open
6: mic
2: Friday. Call it now. Open mic Friday. Oh, boy. Uh, 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line, 64636. You can text us if you can't get through. But if you if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Once somebody drops the call, Then we'll have another line open, and uh, filling in for Turnkey.pro's president, extraordinary, who is on vacation, David Kulsek, the one and only, God help us all, Sean from Elmwood Park. Hello, Sean. How are you?
6: What's going on, kid? How are you?
2: I'm good. So what's on your mind, partner? Anything you want to... I have to tell you, I
6: was... I was asked to fill in for, for David Kolsak, who's a wonderful guy and a you know, wonderful supporter of the show, Turnkey.pro. It's fantastic. And uh, I was walking on the beach listening to that moron mm. that you had who's an alderman in the second ward. Now, my real question is, do you want to believe what's more comfortable, that he's just stupid or that he's a gypsy liar? Because the idea that he is somehow a good Democrat will make you 143000 a year as an alderman. 12000 a month. $3,000 a week, and he didn't mention one of the, of the facts of the businesses that have been driven out of his, his district. Not one. He also didn't mention how the idiot who's pretending to be mayor just appropriates $2.7 million to imitate small business and rent storefronts so it looks like the Pemkin Village versus the collapse of a once-great city because of the Democrats that he still pretends there are good ones. There are no good ones. And for the people that live in his district that are paying that morphodite $3,000 a week to fail in that way and come up with the excuses of the Statue of Liberty and not talk about the drugs and the crime and the carjackings and the mayhem that he has set on his ass while well, he corrected the $3,000 a week is a disgrace. And that is also what's called in the real estate business an indicator, a selling indicator. And it is time if you live in these idiot districts to put your house up for sale because guaranteed in three years it'll be worth 50 cents on the dollar. And if you inflationally adjust, you're deluding yourself. with thinking the property's gone up at all anyway.
2: Well, how do you think selective enrollment? Well, getting rid of selective enrollment. So now I'm hearing rumblings from my neighbors because our high school is not the best, our neighborhood high school. And they're thinking about moving near Jones Prep or whitney young or Northside prep do you think those property values are going to go up
6: you're shuffling the chairs on the titanic okay and if you're talking about a short pop of short demand by trust fund babies that never worked for a dollar those are the only ones that'll be left the ones who can hire private security that's another thing he didn't talk about rich people have been hiring private security as they do in europe Because of what's happening in that city. Right. It's outrageous. And he comes out and talks about the Statue of Liberty, the moron. Why didn't he talk about the Sinaloa cartels? They're having a banner year.
10: Billions. A banner
6: year. And he's going to talk about how he's just a a witness to the collapse rather than a perpetrator himself. See, that's the problem. And that's why I don't give them a, a, a minute of my time. Because no matter what they say, if I'm kind, they're just stupid. And if you want to call him just stupid, fine, if I'm, if I'm aware. He's a gypsy salesman who's in on the scam because he wants that 3000 a week and he wants to wield the power of an alderman. And he wants to stand there like Pontius Pilate. I didn't know Ed Burke and Mike Madigan were gangsters. Oh, really? You yeah, had no idea. They all make me sick and they're not going to do anything. And you have a chance if you're there. Get out while you can't. That's the only answer because nobody's going to turn around because nobody's talking about right and wrong. Nobody's talking about the answer. Here's the guy. He just had two of his cars seized for for, for tickets, the the moron that's the mayor now. Two of his cars because he blows red lights. He doesn't have to abide by laws. He doesn't have to pay his water bill. He misappropriates $2.7 million to sign leases on storefronts. Those are the people's tax money. Where does it say he's allowed to do that? Where does it say he's allowed to he's that? But he's going to get away with it because the people are just like the aldermen. You're either stupid or you're in on it. Well, I think That's there's the only people that will be left
2: there. I think Alderman Beal, Wazpak, Conway, uh, Brandy Riley, who's best friends with Dan Proft. Napolitano. Uh, Napolitano. There's a group of them. He's a drunk moron. there's a group of, them, a are, no, there's a group a of them. There's a group of them that are forming that they're not progressives. They act more. You know, I mean, th- th- there's Amy, nothing they can do.
19: You're deluding
6: yourself. <laughs> you're deluding yourself. You want to talk about a new alderman? Like Napolitano, okay, maybe, maybe, that's about it. You want to talk about Lopez? Okay, but he still won't denounce the Democrats. Still, there's still going to be Democrats until you understand there is no such thing as a Democrat. It's an admission of an organized syndicate. It's the La Cosa Nostra of America. It's a mafia, and until that becomes synonymous with with exactly what it is, a crime family, then you're playing round and round and round. But that's okay, because I'm out. I'm out. Lose your money. And I'll laugh at you the whole time and pretend that this guy didn't know what's going on and pretend he's going to give you a speech about the Statue of Liberty. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, the Statue of Liberty. And, and when you said 9000 a month, oh, it's not that much. If it's 900 a month, the that's city's broke.
2: Right. The We're giving us eye money. I mean, I drove so by a hotel. Oh, wait, let, let, let me tell you something. I drove by a, a motel yesterday on Lincoln that's housing migrants, and I thought, my God, there's homeless people who would love— I would love that if I was unhoused to be to have the government take care of you, give you three meals a day. Come in and they do their laundry. They make their beds for them. That's how corrupt this the is. The themselves?
6: How about the guy who owns the hotel? And did he talk about the tens of millions that was misappropriated on the tainted land owned by the butter-handed pansy half ass wise guy? Did he talk about that? No. He didn't talk about that idea. What about that money? Oh, it's the Statue of Liberty. It's a freaking scam. And these two-bit pansy hoods, Think they're getting away with it? Because they are, because the people don't care. All the right. people just want their piece
3: of the pie.
2: Sean from Elmwood Park, he's tell us how it is filling in for David Kolsak with our Turnkey.pro Pro Answer Line. Thank you, Sean. Love take, you.
3: Take care, Sean. And by the, the way, care. any Thanks, one sir. of
6: these pansies want to have this discussion face to face? Every time I come back, I'll give out the address because I'd love to look at your beady, short in the pants eyes when I tell you what you
3: are.
2: <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Let's. Like
3: Anything you Only want to get Sean off? Can tell uh,
2: anything you would like to get off your yeah. chest?
3: Yeah, the D- D- DMV. It.
2: Oh, here we go.
3: Why are we having appointments?
2: Okay, all right. So, What's because, wrong? So what just happened? Just because
3: Chicago is packed and, and loaded doesn't mean places like Joliet, Plano DMV's you used to just go right in, zip in, zip out. Now you got to sit and wait because all these appointments that are happening. Well, are
2: people get showing rid of the up appointments. for appointments? Are people showing up for their appointments? Yeah. Yes. Well then make an appointment. And I then don't want to. I just want to go in. in. And you can zip
3: out. I want to zip in and zip out. That's what I wanna do. <laughs> in, out. Come on. You know, or how about guess what? Wait, let me which they can do you can do now. Go online. Oh boy. And and just have it sent to my house. But send right, it, send it, send it in three days. Or you know what
2: I did because I was breaking the law yeah. this earlier this week and I so I got a warning Uh-oh. from Illinois State Police. Wait a minute, let me look, let me look Um let me look. No, I, I'm fine. Really, Amy? I got a warning. How, how, wink, wait. wink, nod, nod. How Our expired? Officer. Well, here's the thing. I don't have an unpaid parking oh my ticket. God, and I am on time. When he told me my plate expired in August, August. of 2023, I went, oh, wait a minute. What's going on? So I went to a currency exchange mm-hmm. and got it taken care of, and I changed my left light bulb that was out. Oh, okay? look at you. Yeah. Compliant written all over me. <laughs> Um, I do want to tell you. So last night, this is this cringeworthy moment I yeah. wanted to get to before we take your calls three one two six four two five six zero zero. You know who Caitlin Collins is?
3: Yeah, the basketball player. Okay. Oh no, no, no! no. no, no the 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 news lady. From yeah, CNN. from CNN.
2: She she hosted the town hall. So there's Caitlin, Caitlin Caitlin Collins, who I think looks like Dylan Mulvaney, and then there's Caitlin Clark, yeah. who's an all-star, all-American basketball player from University I did of Iowa, campus. number twenty-two. <laughs> So DeSantis comes on, and this is such a try hard moment. I, I just you have to hear it for yourself. He he comes on with a Caitlin Clark jersey to give to Caitlin Collins. It's such a stretch and it's so embarrassing.
5: Now please welcome Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank
11: you, Thank now
18: great to be back at Grandview. Thanks, CNN. So I heard the other day someone say that Caitlin Collins had some basketball skills. Now, I don't know if that was a mistake or not, but I know in Iowa they have a Caitlin Clark. So I just wanted to give you
15: this as a memento.
18: And... And just respectfully, if the game's on the line and we need a buzzer beater, I'm going with Clark over Collins, so.
5: Rest assured, her free throws and her threes are much better than mine, Governor. But thank you so much for that. Thank you. And good luck to her playing against Rutgers on Friday night. Governor, thank you for being here. Obviously, as you know, just 45 minutes Uh away from here at Perry High School, earlier today in Perry, Uh Iowa, there was a shooting. Uh A sixth grader was killed. Five others were injured, including a school.
2: He had to know that she was going to start off with the yeah. pressing news of the day, with that horrible shooting, a sixth grader was killed, the 17-year-old gunman turned the gun on himself, five other people were injured. What, Amy? So? And then his face, because he was all cheery and happy, and then she, boom, she brought up the shooting, and his face fell, and I was like, that just did not work yeah. at all. Amy? And he, you can tell he rehearsed that. Yeah. And, you know?
3: You know, one of the things I do, uh, I consult people that are running for office for the first time. What, th- what not to do. Okay. Um... Props never work. They don't ever bring out anything. Props, to props make, don't work. Okay, that's, no, and never don't do dance. Don't never, oh, never dance. Never. I'll dance. Let you do the Will Smith two step. You know. Oh yeah, that's just, okay. Keep it right there. Keep it right there. Yeah, you know? Sorry. Right. <laughs> but props never work. And and in his mind, his team should have known that should have been at the end. If you want to do something like that, do that at the end because you know where she's going. You know what just happened. I mean, it just, just happened. happened.
2: Oh, it was uh, so bad. All right, let's get to the phone lines, 312-642-5600. Remember, if you hit a busy signal, please call back. Let's go to Karen in Beecher, Illinois.
16: Good morning, Karen. Oh, good morning. Uh, First and foremost, I want to say Happy New Year. I forgot to say that when I called in Tuesday. So Happy New Year. And, John, you are looking hot. I Uh just have to say. Pull your
2: heels. He's taking.
16: Amazing job. And uh, also, too, Amy, I know that you're in Indiana on Saturdays, I believe it is. Yes. So I wanted to um, tell you, come and visit us all. We're great fans of yours and Dan's and John's um, at Uncle John's Flea Market on Route 41 there okay. in uh, Cedar Lake. So come out and see us, and you're going to find a ton of bargains and just have a lot of fun with us, especially in Dick's Building, where I'm at. It's always a party, and we love you.
2: All right, thank mm-hmm. you. I'm my kid. You know what? Give your cell phone number. Qu- Qu- Quinn, can we put her on hold and get her cell phone number? I don't think I'm going to Indiana this weekend, but I will be. Where are you going, in Indiana? There. Where are you going? I go to Highland, Indiana. Oh, okay. pure hot yoga. I you started go going all the way
3: there just for yoga.
2: Oh yeah, she's a be- Rachel. She's the best teacher. 8:30 a.m. Boy, Saturdays. White are uh, else. <laughs> what, what did you say? What did white, you say about you white, white people? people? Are else.
3: <laughs> well,
2: this is what happened. I started going in June of 2020. Because they were open and you didn't have to wear a mask. Don't down dog me. Um, <laughs> I'll namaste you. Um, and so I started going, and she's an amazing teacher. And now our husband Jim's teaching. And so I yeah. keep going. And some months I can't it's because a nice of volleyball. Drive. But that also, then I guess up there, I guess up for $245. Okay.
3: You, okay. You make and then I it.
2: went grocery shopping and I bought Quinn's son Emmett a box of cereal because it's 299 At the Walmart there. And I run into listeners at the Walmart in Hammond. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, I know you. Oh, you should see the way I'm dressed. (laughs) You might give me some money. I hold out a cup. Uh. All right. uh, uh Uh-oh. Let's... Oh, boy. Uh. Kevin and Ogden Dunes. We have the Prime Minister of Ireland.
3: Uh Uh-oh. Here we go.
4: Ireland's woke Prime Minister embedded inside the governor's kitchen cabinet. (laughs) Amy, your grandmother said... Keep track of the pennies and the dollars. Keep track of themselves. Not this time. Governor Lizzo is hopping mad at older sister Penny. She burst the worst fiasco in Harvard history, and it's forcing JB to go through a midwife crisis. Publisher Paris Penny says no need for that, so long as your skin's the right color. She not only pushed through a lesser candidate, phoning in the inspection of the gays academic record, but then she fought and lost the costly campaign to keep the gay. The whole catastrophe cost Harvard billions in reputation and brand value. Perhaps worse than a bad judgment, Penny authorized the lawyers to threaten destroying the New York Post and the bankrupting lawsuits, when in actuality, this whole sad chapter was Penny's doing. Ironic when you consider Harvard's motto is the single word, truth. The good news is Penny made plagiarism fashionable again, just in time for artificial intelligence to counterfeit every term paper in the Harvard Yard. Her actions may ruin J.B.'s chance at being president. What a
19: waste.
4: What a tremendously round waste. But regardless, Pennywise and Harvard foolish, once again, the elites are caught red-handed. Skin power trumps brain power, and judgment at the Poison Ivy League.
2: Uh, all right. Thank you, Prime Minister of Ireland. Oh, that's funny. From Ogden Dunes of all the places.
3: Can you talk Irish? You guys have some real funny people. Oh, very. The Amish texter, yes. uh, the uh, guy that calls in with the poems. Yes. <laughs> it goes on and so on. So funny.
2: All right, Bob in Buffalo Grove. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning.
17: Good morning, Amy and John. Uh, great uh, to hear you guys together, black and white. Oh. Yesterday, Dan. Yesterday, Dan opened up his uh, program with discussing the Epstein story, but uh, cut the discussion short, and I wasn't able to offer a comment. Then this morning, your phone lines appeared to be down, and I wasn't able to uh, discuss the topic. So now, let me offer the following. Wasn't the Epstein Island the site of a serious crime? Key suspects, um, the key suspect, committed suicide, right? I won't mention his name, but you know it. Uh, his associate, however, was arrested and found guilty and jailed. However, aren't there other suspects? And then, what of the victims? I thank you, Amy. For touching upon the subject of the uh, victims this morning,
2: they're lost in I all of this. I mean, there's 70 plus that we know of. I do know that 290 million dollars went to the victims from J.P. Morgan. What? Yeah, they paid out 290 million dollars to the victims. I, it's very That's strange. Strange. I know. How come we don't?
17: How come we haven't heard about this? Uh, could any of these uh, suspects step forward and expose the man? Uh, they might
2: have to. They to might have had them. to sell or sign a non-disclosure, non-disclosure. agreement to get the money. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But Virginia Dufresne Robert did speak to ABC News years ago. They did the story. She had pictures. She claimed that she was in 17 at the time and was forced into an orgy
3: with Prince Andrew wow. and
2: other young girls. Um and nothing.
3: So, who's the female? That's the Jen, Jane Doe number three or something. It's, uh, apparently, it's a female because I was reading, reading the uh, some of the nine hundred pages, and it's it's it said she.
2: Well, I mean, they're just but they're covering, hiding her for right now. I, I, she yeah. has to
3: prove that that what if she's revealed, um, she'll be attacked or something like that. To that. Well,
2: nature. the mainstream media is covering up for the elite politicians and for the royal family. Yeah. Because the last thing the royal family wants is for this to be drudged Correct. up again. Right. So, all right. Thanks, Bob, for the phone call. It was call. Trump. It'd
3: be, great it great it talking was... to you. Have
17: a great
2: week. It was all right, Trump.
3: Twenty-four-seven.
2: Oh, That's all tr- we, see. Oh, we would That's see. That's all we'd see. And Bill Clinton, after saying he never went to the island, apparently was on the island but didn't do anything. Yeah. Terry in Rogers Park, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
9: Uh,
16: I just like to say uh, the European countries uh, don't have the burden of allowing migrants into their countries uh, like America has done for many years. It it has to stop now or it's going to ruin America. All right. Thank you,
2: Terry. I know we're being invaded and nobody seems to care. And Brandon Johnson today is meeting with congressional members of Illinois, very official, to talk about this. But they're not talking about the issue. They're just talking about funding. They need more money. That's
3: all they care about. Only the money. More money. Not the issue at hand. Just give me more money.
2: Show me the money. <laughs> uh, let's go to Rich and in Indian Head. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
14: Hey, good morning, Amy. Good morning, John. Hey, How are you guys doing today? Doing well.
2: Good. All uh,
14: right. I got two quick things. The first thing is, you have uh, this mayor of uh, New York Adams. He wants to sue the bus companies. Why would you sue the bus companies? They're just doing their job. They're transporting people. And they're being paid for that. That's their business. I mean, I don't understand that. That's like saying uh he wants to sue the restaurants because their uh price on steaks are too high. Ah,
2: that's a good you analogy. Know? It doesn't make any sense. All right, thanks Rich. And the and... Next thing... Oh yeah, go on. No, the next I got
14: one more thing. The next thing is is the taxpayers should not uh have to pay for abortions in this country. Yeah. Uh there's there's no way that they should have to pay for that because there's so many poor white people and they shouldn't have to uh uh, be part of the, anything that uh, would be involved with killing babies. If you want to kill your baby, do it on your own, pay it for it by yourself, but taxpayers would not uh, in any way you have to be involved in that. Right.
3: You guys have a good day. Thank you. I don't want abortion, but you know, if we have it, I'm, I'm with him. You know, Taxpayer money shouldn't touch it at all. No. At all. No, at no. all. We it's shouldn't a... have these stay vacations
2: for abortions. But I, I, I want to...
3: Are they using TIF money to build these shelters?
2: I, I, mean, I saw somebody. You post think they? That. they don't. They, but Ugh. Brandon Johnson is a dictator right now. Yeah. He, without city council approval, just decided that COVID funds now it's going to migrants instead of the neighborhoods where it should go. Oh. Uh, l- real quick, though, in case you missed it, Mayor Eric Adams. This is how he's going to stop immigration to New York City. New
11: York City. New York City has and will continue to do our part to manage this humanitarian crisis, but we cannot bear the cost of reckless political ploys from the state of Texas alone. Today, our administration filed a lawsuit against 17 companies that have taken part in Texas Governor Greg Abbott's scheme to transport tens of thousands of migrants to New York City in an attempt to overwhelm our social services system. These companies have violated state law by not paying the cost of caring for these migrants. And that's why we are suing to recoup approximately $700 million already spent to care for migrants bust here in the last two years by the state of Texas. Governor Abbott's continuing use of migrants as political pawns is not only chaotic and inhumane, but makes clear he puts politics over people. Uh, Today's lawsuit should serve as a warning to all those who break the law in this way.
2: Bring more buses. Fly them in. Honestly, because Adams is suing the bus companies, yeah. but not the Biden administration, who allowed the illegals to invade our country.
3: He got his butt kicked at the White House. That's why he's doing He's He's got the memo now. He's doing the bidding. Because you know I had high hopes for him. He The way he ran for office and how he's governing, to the, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I I had to admit on my show to Verlon that um, he's a colossal failure yeah. because I thought he would do it differently, and he he is co- he completely has not he hasn't done anything. I I don't like this guy at all. Yeah, at all. I,
2: I had high hopes too, and once again, a politician has let us down. No, yeah, well, you know, can't believe that. Uh, Nick on the northwest side, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
25: Yes, thank you for taking my call. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody, including. uh, You guys, there, of course. (laughs) Uh, John, I listen to your show Saturday afternoons, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Thank you. It's a great show. It's a fun show, and I ask people to listen to it, too. Give it a try. Thank you. If if you're busy on a Saturday, squeeze it in. You'll catch uh, a nice one no matter when you tune in. Look, this. uh, migrant thing. This this is going to be the same thing as what the coronavirus was for the last presidential election. A lot of people coming in, eventually the talk about fast-tracking citizenship, and the politicians can't do that, but they're going to bring it down to given IDs, like driver's license. Driver's licenses in Illinois allow you to be registered uh, pretty much automatically as a voter. Whether you're legally allowed to vote or not, that's something you should uh, make that decision. But hey, if they mail out a bunch of ballots again, they're around in the floors of apartment buildings and big condo buildings where things don't match up with the name, but they're there with that address, that is a valid vote when it's filled out and mailed in. And all somebody has to do when it's received at the county center, like in Atlanta again with a microscope, they... Look at the signature on the outside. They open up the envelope. And inside is the actual ballot that you uh, voted for the people. If the signatures match or sort of match, when they, once they throw away that outer envelope, that's it. They're not allowed to retrieve it again to check something to see if it's a uh, valid or phony. What because that violates the secrecy of the vote. So we got to be. Somehow aware that this, you know, you know, Democrats. Look, the Democratic Party. Look, you people there. I don't mind if uh, Trump loses legitimately. Okay, fine. Or any uh, Republican or conservative. But there's something going on. It's obviously back to 60 uh, years ago, uh, to the Kennedy election with Nixon. There's something fishy going on that you know maybe uh, nobody can actually prove every single thing. But there's something going on. So other than that, uh, let's be aware and let's uh, give them hell. Okay, thank you so much. All right, Thank
2: thanks, you. Nick. Appreciate the phone call. Let's go to, 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 to Paul in Barrington. This is Quinn McCarthy and whenever we have Dr. Richard Bartlett on, he gets flooded with phone calls and emails about how to spell this word, right, Paul? Yes. Yes, please. Budesidide. Uh-oh. Bud- <laughs> Budesidideworks.com B-U-D D- Okay, you ready? You got a pen and paper? I do. B-U-D- E, B,
20: is that B is in Bravo?
2: Yes, yeah. B is in Bravo. U is oh. in Unicorn. Oh, this is really exciting radio. D is in David. <laughs> e is an elephant. S is in Sally.
3: Whoa, 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 you're getting too far. Right? Uh, B B U S. B U D. Can, this I, this can I do dad it? Dad on the phone. Can I do it? Okay. B boy. U union. D David. E E Edward. S Sam. O Ocean. n Nora. I Ida. D David. E Edward. You got it. Copy. Repeat. B u d e s o,
26: n i d e. Yeah, there it is. Woo!
19: See? thank
26: you very much. I'm sorry I couldn't get the phone fast enough. By the way, I'm a 1960 graduate of Amundsen.
2: Oh, you are! Congratulations. Indeed. Well, I'll tell you, Budesonide works because when I had COVID, whew, it did. And then when I had the flu later on, yeah. Um, the state of Utah doesn't sell. You have to get a um a prescription to get a nebulizer, what? which is the crazy. Craziest... Well, Pardon. You Not here, I don't. Yeah, you can go you on any Walgreens and buy a nebulizer oh, um, or CVS or whatever. So I had to get a prescription. I got the last one on the shelf, and I started taking it again. It helped. Yeah. Any any lung issues you have. They they use it for asthma, Yeah, just so you know. It was great. All right, thanks, Paul, for your phone call, great. and I'm glad you listened to the show, and I'm glad oh. you went to Amundsen. What?
3: Yeah, who, I mean, who didn't see that comment?
2: All right, let's go to Greg in LaGrange. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer
3: morning morning john anthony hey, how Mike. are you guys Doing
26: well. so let me get this straight eric adams wants to sue the bus companies for taking migrants that were led into this country by our president uh you know uh, desires and eric adams wants to deny these people their right to travel throughout the country i think there's a problem there like they know where they're going the,
2: when they go on the buses.
26: These people yeah, why are you isn't there a problem with denying people a right of free travel throughout the country Freedom when it's, of
2: movement, it, brother
26: prove that they can come in?
2: Yep. Right. So Eric Adams can sue the
19: bus
20: companies all
26: he wants. I would counter sue him and when he loses the case like he will lose, then he could the bus companies can stick the court costs back on New York City, which is already busted out. So let Eric Adams do whatever he feels is right, because it will be wrong in the end.
2: Okay, thanks, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate. It. We're going to get in a few more phone calls here. Let's go to 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 Richard Lockwood in hey. Chicago. Hi, sir. How are you?
20: Amy and John. Good morning. Morning. Hey, um, I'm the author of a book called The Ballad of Donald J. Trump. It's the story of our forty fifth president in. Poetic
19: verse.
20: Oh, and um, Barnes and Noble won't put it out on their shelves, but uh, it's Liberty Hill Publishing. And I'd like to read a, a verse. Okay. You. Yeah? Yes, you can. When Liberty's mighty foundation was shaken and branded untrue, a patriot businessman came forth to show us what we had to do. He said that America's greatness would rise once again from its sleep if those who are lost and forgotten would stop being herded like sheep confronting corrupt politicians he spoke from his heart on the stump despite their attacks and petitions we voted for donald j trump and 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 each each verse has a a colored picture of of something of uh donald trump's presidency and uh it's a really nice book and i dedicated it to the memory of rush limbaugh
2: oh that's my oh that's great well richard keep keep up the fight and get it out there somehow if barnes and noble says no try the internet try something
20: oh well any help would would um would be appreciated um it can also be found at amazon.com
2: okay great Thank you. Thank you so
20: much for having me And on. the
2: book is called The Ballard of Donald J. Trump. Thank you so much for calling. Let's go to, oh, Bill and Elgin, switching topics a little bit. Hey, Hi, Bill.
19: Billy. Hey,
21: good morning. Hey, John, uh, you know, I'm with you on the no cable thing. Uh, you know, I don't have cable either. It's always interesting when I'm debating people on politics, on issues. You know, they always throw Who's that nice up, news? oh, you're brainwashed by Fox. Yeah. Well, no, not really. And the great, the best thing about it is it forces me to research. It forces me to listen to talk radio, various shows, which, by the way, I love your lineup here. It also forces me to uh, dive deep into articles, uh, find the sources, where they're coming from. So I'm with you, John. Not only am I saving money, but I'm more informed because I don't have cable.
2: Yeah. I know. That's- I got to get Thank
21: you. Happy New Year.
2: Thanks. Happy New Year. I need read to Get articles. a smart TV. Oh, this is so technical, and poor Justin has had to li- deal with my technical issues. To get a, I had to get a smart TV, and then get Hulu or Roku, Roku. What is it? Oh gosh, Justin. Oh, he's not even helping me anymore. Oh. He's not even listening to the show. Oh my God! All right, let's go. Let's go to, to Jeff in Countryside. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
13: Hi. Good morning. Hi. Happy New Year.
5: Thanks, you too.
13: Okay, I just heard you uh, the one caller and you chime in on the the freedom of uh, travel Mm -hmm. that we have. It's uh, one of our rights. And I think the problem with the country right now is because nobody really knows our rights. And if we get back to that, uh, that, that's where the change will happen. And if we have a a right to travel, and our rights are God-given, and they're unalienable, right? So they're unalienable... Are you sovereign? See, this is the thing. Nobody talks about this on the radios, and okay. I'm not sure if you guys are allowed okay. to. Are you a sovereign? Are you sovereign? You know no, but I'm st- I'm studying, and I have the affidavit on me. Right now. Good. And if we are contracting with license uh, fees, you know
2: what, Jeff? And uh, yeah.
13: insurance companies with our yeah. all caps name.
2: You know what, Jeff? I'm um, so sorry. I've got to cut you off because quickly, I just want to real. Thrill- I want to thank uh, Old Work Millworks, if you're watching us on our Signature Bank uh, line or studio on YouTube. They handcraft these, and they're beautiful. They said, Merry Christmas, and remember the reason for the season, Old World Millworks. They are in the town of Maple Park, Illinois. And quickly, Chuck, can you sum this up in 15 seconds? Go. Chuck from Delvin.
14: Thanks to uh, Sean for mentioning my my garage band, Butter handed pandy Pansy.
6: The border problem was created by Paul Ryan. He denied the money to Donald Trump. And I'm getting my hair cut today and my beard trimmed for the first time since 1992.
1: It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer.
0: Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank.